You should move to LA with your best friend. You should move to LA with your best friend. You should move to LA with your best friend. You should move to LA with your best friend. You should move to LA with your best friend. You should move to LA with your best friend. Cause I ain't here to play with you. Baby, you gon' get this work. Cause I ain't here to play with you. Baby, you gon' get this work. Yeah, baby, you gon' get this nine to five, five to nine, and overtime. But yeah, you know it's only right. You know it's only uh, right. Now, Rob be the man when I see you doing good. I don't want to get rich. <laughs> Episode 50. Welcome. Welcome. <sighs> welcome to the No Clue Podcast. This is episode 50, finally. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler. I'm Mike. And I had to play that, man. That's for KD. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy is one of the gems I was about to give you is from that album. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. I literally have it typed out. LeBron is sending that to, he's sending that to all his friends <laughs> in the league. <laughs> You should move to LA with your best friend. <laughs> and the Clippers <laughs> gave the Warriors that work. So uh let's get right into it, man. What do you think? Clippers won. Three two. I mean Lou Will is uh, what else is there to say? He's the man. Like I've never seen such a textbook. Like they, a lot of players get nicknamed Bucket just because they score, you know. Yeah. And like guys do get hot and go off. A lot of guys are great scorers, but like, it's almost like scoring is a nine to five job for him. <laughs> like it's yeah. so easy. He, I'd never see him break a fucking sweat. <laughs> like it never yeah. looks like he's out of control or uncomfortable. Right. Never. Like, I don't know how a guy that good of a scorer and defenses just have not found a way to make him uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, if, you know, by some ridiculous, you know, circumstance, the Clippers go to the finals <laughs> yeah. or, like, make a deep run in the playoffs, which they won't. Right. But if they were to do that, I think teams would be a little more prepared for Lou Will just because, you know... You'd have extended time to prepare and figure out a way to slow him down. Mm-hmm. But man, he just, he just, I, I can't name another player who made scoring look that easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like even fucking Jordan, like I never saw any Jordan games where it looked easy. Yeah, and Lou is, he's not even more athletic than most people. He's usually pretty. His moves are slow. He just makes like one move and gets right to the paint. Yeah. And it's a floater or it's, you know, he's off balance three. And like, like the shot is hard, but he makes it look easy. You know what's crazy too? It's like, you know, if he's going to go left, he's drifting into a jumper. Yeah. And if he goes right, he's taking it to the basket. And his shot is ugly and it's still cash. <laughs> yeah, like his game is so simple, yet it works so well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, he's great and, and I love how he leads them. Mm-hmm. I love how he's like a calming force while a lot of their other top players like mm-hmm. have like this fire, this intensity. 
Yeah. On their team, you mean? Or? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And he's just, like, stabilizing force. I mean, like, at this point, if you watch the NBA, um, he's been successful everywhere he's gone. For sure. I remember, I think he had one playoff series when, I think he was in Toronto, after winning six man where he was bad. Yeah. But, like, you know, he's a role player. I'm not, I'm not gonna shit on him because he choked one playoff run. Right. I mean, Dame was a, was garbage last year, and... He's being thrown around as a top five player all of a sudden. Right. So, yeah, man, I love how the Clippers play. They're so much fun. Uh, I know they just, it's hard to picture them beating the Warriors, but we can all dream. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I don't really have much to add. Montrezl's doing his thing, yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's dog the Warriors real quick, though. <laughs> First of all, there's no reason why Patrick Beverly should lead the court, the gym in rebounds. Ever. <laughs> Ever. 14? He's 6'2? Bro. Second of all, Draymond should have got ejected when he stepped over Beverly. This should have been an automatic ejection. Because. He didn't step over him like Iverson, just the short way. He stepped from like his foot all the way over his head. Like he stepped all six feet over Patrick Beverly. And then was like, wanted Beverly thrown out when Beverly got up all fast. Like, and then, you know, he tells the crowd he wants all the smoke and then misses the free throw. <laughs> <laughs> That moment, I was like, I really, wow, the Warriors are I really crazy. hate him. First of all, he's an average player, so he shouldn't step over anyone, one. Right. B, you're not only stepping over a guy you shouldn't be stepping over, but he's getting 14 rebounds, and you thought, like, oh, let me just fucking dog him. And, and, and you lead your team in rebounds. <laughs> and, and he out-rebounded you. Right. As a six foot point guard, you know, a not good point guard, either. right? I that thought he really wouldn't start on any other team in the league. I love how honestly. savage he is. Like he he comes down and he pulls up for a three in KD's eye. <laughs> like he yo, hot. he's not even a good shooter. He was hot. Yeah, man, and I love that he talked trash. Of course, he had to. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just not enough players like him in the league. Right. You know? And I love that he's... <clears throat> outside of the Beverly thing... Uh, tripping. Outside of the Westbrook thing, where he kind of ran into him and, and got him injured. Which you can look at whatever, however you want. Mm-hmm. But he's not really a dirty player. Beverly you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Beverly plays hard. He... Talks all types of shit, doesn't care, but like, he doesn't try to hurt anybody. He doesn't take it over the line. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's dirty, but he's not maliciously dirty. Right, like Della Vadova used to be malicious. Yeah, Pachulia. Pachulia's for sure, but Del- Beans. <laughs> I don't think Beverly's in that category. No, he's not. Which is right. one of the things I like about him. He's like in the Matt Barnes category. Yes, that's a, that's, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I've said on here before, every team needs one of those guys. 
They do, yeah. for sure. He's, he's the, very similar to Matt Barnes now that I think about it. Every team in the playoffs right now has one of those guys, pretty much. Just one. More or less. I think I don't think Milwaukee really... I, I would say Bledsoe is Milwaukee's. He's just not as, you know, not as vocal. Yeah, well, John, John is kind of like... He like you know he he talks his shit a little bit. Yeah, but he's not ex- he's not um, expendable like. Of course, right. <laughs> like the Barnes and the um, Beverly's. Right. Smart is the Celtics, even though he's not playing. He's not healthy. He's the Celtics one for sure. All right, let's get back to the Warriors though. So, mm-hmm. what's the issue? Durant. Quick and easy. Durant's issue is obvious. Yeah, we really don't need to get into it. We've talked about it in depth, and the last night just proved our point. Now we can get into it because people should know, should understand why it proves our point. <clears throat> Durant took. Let me check the stats. Durant took twenty six shots. Who's the best player on um, Golden State other than Durant? Steph Curry. Steph? He took 15. Clay took 20. <laughs> Bogut took 5. <laughs> Why, is took huh? Why is that funny? Huh? Why is that funny? I just every time I see Bogut's name I like forget that he's even there. Um Iguodala was 1 for 7. Okay. Looney took 8 shots. Looney took more shots than Draymond Green, Kevon Looney. Well, he's a, like, I I get it, and I want to hate on Looney because he's trash, but Looney just kind of fits his role. He doesn't really force it. It's not like he's taking bad shots. No, he's not taking bad shots, but he shouldn't, he should never be in the position to take eight shots. (laughs) Well, they're focused on everybody but him. I'm not saying that he's he took bad shots, but how many did he make? Two, two for eight. Oh, get him out of there! That's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought he made at least four. No, they weren't dunks. Okay, that's 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 strange. He should never be taking eight shots. He took more shots than Iguodala. That doesn't make any sense. More shots than Iguodala and Draymond. Curry had got how many threes off did Curry get? Curry only got five threes off. Durant he only two. took five. Yeah. Oh, that's that's wrong. Durant like got, got that 12. should not happen. Durant was five for twelve. Clay was four for eleven. So the best shooter in most people's eyes of all times took the third, the fourth least amount of the fourth amount of shots, fourth amount of three point shots on the team. Iguodala also took five so he was tied for third that's ridiculous i don't care who you're playing and he made four if you're four for five you didn't take enough threes if you're steph I mean, he need to at least be bro i don't care if, if he's oh for 10 i want him to take number 11 right for sure but if he hit four he needs to at least get eight off at least yeah if he got four you can't say clippers trapped him Exactly. Um, he was minus three. Durant was plus two. Okay. Bogut was minus fifteen. <laughs> uh, Clay was minus thirteen. 
That's because he spent the bulk of the game getting worked by Lou Will. <laughs> McKinney was minus 10. <clears throat> McKinney should never be minus 10. He shouldn't be in the game long enough to get minus 10, ever. And Durant, okay, 45 points. The other team had 129 points. I just don't understand how... <laughs> I don't understand how you take some enough shots, that many shots, score that many points, and still get beat by a team with no all-stars. Well, bro, he kills their offense. Like you said, I don't, I, like I said, we don't need to get into it because it's pretty fucking clear the better he plays the more stagnant the shittier they are the more like average they are for sure when durant dominates and when durant is their sole option and he's asked to make the play they're not even the fucking warriors anymore they're not and the problem is durant comes up and no passes as he just comes up and takes shots that's Steph doesn't even do that right very rarely does he come up the court and no one else touches the ball and stuff. No pick, no nothing. Steph just take a shot. Yeah. That's only like game winners he does that. Durant did it like six times last night. Twice in a row I watched. Two straight possessions. No one touched the ball but Durant in the rim. And, I mean, you know, you just can't do that when you have as talented of a team and as good of a shooting team. And then you have Looney taking eight shots. The offense is the reason why I pointed out Looney taking eight shots is because the offense is clearly out of control. If Steph is only taking five threes, Looney took more shots than Steph did threes. That's crazy, bro. Is it me or have the Warriors kind of become like Miami? Like I know their their the their big three is different, uh huh. But I was looking at the box score this morning, mm-hmm. and I was like, yo. Without Cousins, their, like, roster, just looking at their roster, is so garbage. Their roster is way more garbage than it was last year, for sure. Yeah, and it's shocking because it's Durant, Steph, Clay. I'm not putting Draymond in there because he's really not an offensive, like, threat. He's not a threat at all, really. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> you're going to get – I could get you fucking five to ten assists if I'm passing a – Three of the top five shooters in the league. Right. Anyone can. Draymond, in in reality, Draymond should average a triple-double, and he yes. doesn't. Yeah. The fact that he doesn't proves that he's mediocre, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's just he their roster is so bad, and, like, it, that's going to – you're going to lose games when you don't have a deep roster. Yeah. No matter how talented you are, no matter how great your top two or three players are – you got to have role players who can contribute. I mean, right. Loon, like you said, Looney, two for eight. Get him out of there. McKinney was out there just playing for the other team. McKinney only played eight minutes and was minus 10. <laughs> exactly my I point. Mean, minus more points than minutes you played. <laughs> you would think Doc Rivers subbed him in there. <laughs> Livingston played 12 minutes and had two points. He was minus nine. It just doesn't make. Iguodala played 27 minutes and only had three points. One for seven. Eight, he had eight assists, but they must have all been to Durant because no one else took any shots. You know what the worst part about it is? Like, we're so right about that. Like, 
you know, our perspective on when he dominates the ball. Yeah, yeah. But, like, he'll do – he used to do this. Like, he did it last year in, I think, game three. Mm-hmm. And sorry-ass Cleveland let him do that and win the game. Mm-hmm. And when he does it in the finals, everybody's looking at it like, oh, my God, like, he's fucking – you know, he's – He's the Warriors' leader, and he goes as they go or whatever. But, right. like, no, Cleveland is just not good on defense. It's not that he's a great – like, he could control the game and win games just dominating the ball. And the key the key is when you have players like that, you just let them go off. They're not going to outscore your whole team. Right. They're not going to get 120 – you know, not one player is getting 129 points. Okay, go ahead, Durant. Except for that one guy in the D three game, <laughs> <laughs> right? But the other dude on the other team at like eighty nine, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean Durant's not gonna go off and outscore your whole team. So I, yeah. th- that's the problem that the Cleveland made. They were too busy trying to double and try to stop Durant, and he kept getting off. But then, if he missed a shot, it was an easy rebound. In this case, they were letting Durant kind of take his shots and making sure Stephen. Clay didn't get shots, and then Patrick Beverly was getting every rebound. They were boxing out, and then, you know, it made it easier for their own team to get rebounds. You think you um, list the guys who were like this. There's Iverson, there's Durant, Arenas. Um, I feel like there's someone else I'm missing. I think Kyrie, to an extent, is that kind of player. Yeah, uh, Yeah, Kyrie is for sure. Um, Obviously, Russell. Yeah, Russell he is. pads the stats a lot more than those other guys, but he plays the same way. Well, Russell does. He gets his assists in the first half and in right. the second half. I mean, how many times have you seen Russell get ten assists, eight assists in the first half, and still in the game with only eleven assists? <laughs> it doesn't. That's the thing people miss. They're like, oh, he had eleven assists. He had nine in the first half. In the second half, he takes twenty shots and only has two assists. And, you know, he gets the triple-double. Yeah. But, um... All right, we got to get off the the Warriors. We got some other series to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Real quick, uh, I'll, I give Gallinari a shout-out. <laughs> I know he didn't shoot the ball great. Yeah. But if he's making Durant work, or if he's making whoever's guarding him work... Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say Clippers have a chance to win the series, but they have a chance to take it to Game 7. Yeah, he didn't shoot bad. Yeah. He, he they need him. They need him to be a legit, you know, top three option. Yeah, he has to be aggressive, for right? Sure. And he can't like my my thing with him. Every time I watch him, he plays so selfish. Gallinari. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because his only buckets are like him having to create, and I I don't think I've ever seen him create for anybody else. Right, and he That's takes true. these like he's a he's a six ten guy, but he barely ever uses his size. Mm-hmm. Um, like he doesn't take advantage of smaller defenders, doesn't really take advantage of bigger defenders. But he's he could do anything if you really think about it. <laughs> yeah, like just, just as so, as a he player, got slower, more he like the longer he played, the slower he got. Well, he had the he had the crazy like injury in denver that healed but then it was like wrong or something yeah or uh, unsuccessful surgery or something like that 
Yeah, he missed like a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard to come back from that much time. Mm-hmm. I, I forget sometimes how long Gallinari's been in the league. Yeah, he's a vet. <clears throat> I mean, because he was in the – was he not in the mellow trade? Yes. <laughs> Drafted by New York, played like – sure I really liked him in New York. He played for like half a season, right? Or one season? I think it like a season or two. Yeah, and then it was gone. I liked him in New York. I liked him in Denver for a bit, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have a, 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 a great source for Italian basketball players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a guy you know. I don't need to name him. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, but he, he told me a couple years back that uh, Gallinari is one of the most selfish uh, basketball superstars he's ever seen. Even when he came, when he first came over, he was like this playboy kind of dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. And and if you notice, Gallinari's kind of all about himself. Like he doesn't really sure. have chemistry with any of his teammates. Yeah. But so anyway, but he had a great game, man, and I, I hope he keeps it up because he's gonna need to to keep them in the series. Yeah, for sure. We've already talked about how much we like um, Harold. Montrezl Harrell. Yeah, man. Pure energy, pure hustle. Uh, great finisher, great rebounder. I mean... He had some great dunks last night. And they were easy. I mean, and that was the problem, too. Without Cousins, the Warriors' weakness has always been trying to stop a dominant big man. Yeah. Not that Montrez is a dominant big man, but um, he played that role last night. I mean, if you don't put a body on him, he is. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's certain bigs that you know you don't guard them well. They'll they'll get you 15. Montrose will get you 20 and 10 if you're not guarding him. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. All right. What are the series? Uh, let's get into the big one. Uh, I'm not even gonna call it by the two team names. I'm calling it the Damian Lillard series. Oh yeah, I forgot we didn't. Yeah, we we literally the day after I heard. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, shit. We criticized the Thunder enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've talked about Lillard. That that was the most magnificent playoff performance I've ever seen. I think, honestly, by a point guard, I'll say that by a point guard. Because I've seen, obviously, I've seen Kobe have some ridiculous. I've seen LeBron have some ridiculous games, but. People say, oh, he just scored 50, you know, Durant had 45, whatever. But Lillard truly led the team to win. Like, there was throughout the whole game, even though they were down, the way Lillard was playing, it never – I don't think Portland fans ever felt like they were out of the game, you know? Just – he was on a mission that night. And <laughs> – McCollum had some big shots. That's what I was going to get to, man. McCollum was playing like shit. Yeah. And he came through and, like, when when they needed him to contribute, Mm -hmm. he really did. He did, yeah. He had had two big plays, like, in a row. That that mid-range he got on PG. Yeah. I want to say it was about a minute left. Yeah. Uh, that, That was tough. It was tough. And then... <clears throat> We've talked about Westbrook a lot, but 
I can't. There's no way to talk about this game without talking about Westbrook. Um, but before that, uh, honestly, it no one else's performance mattered on the Blazers. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the first half, I saw a stat. <clears throat> in the first half, Damian Lillard had 34. Mm-hmm. Next highest person had six points. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't tell you that he carried them to victory, <laughs> you know, at right. this point. And McCollum didn't even play the whole second quarter. Right. Um. So, yeah, he definitely carried them to victory. I mean, and he still had seven rebounds and six assists. So it's not like he was just out there just scoring. He was just doing everything. Cancer played great defense. He had some great um, he played rebounds hurt too. in traffic. Crazy rebounds. He played um, hurt, too. Did you see the? he had like a separated shoulder or something? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Twice. Like he got hit in it one time, and then a couple oh. plays later – he fell on it. Bro, and... I had a friend who, who like, a separated shoulder can be a reoccurring thing. Yeah. And I had a friend in high school who, like, it happened to a number of times. Mm-hmm. And every time it happened, he couldn't even lift his arm. Yeah, it happened to me one time in a, in a game. And then it never happened to me again. But it was, you can feel it, feel the soreness. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it does happen a lot. And I think a lot of players deal with it, too. Yeah. Um also Harkless had a great second half. He um a lot of cuts, he had a lot of dunks and layups, uh breakout breakaways and stuff like that. Um Yeah, I guess that's all the Blazers <clears throat> praise. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, let's go to OKC. Okay. Uh PG was was great. <clears throat> PG was great the whole game. I got, I got, I got to get on him about the free throws, man. Yeah, that that was got to make those. I don't understand how he missed them, but well, at least he ain't go out with five points on two of fifteen or whatever it was last year. Right. And like last year, when PG and I'm gonna segue right into the man of the hour, <laughs> when PG goes two for fifteen, I can forgive Westbrook for taking a fuck ton of shots. Uh huh. When PG goes 14 of 20, my yeah. guy, what are you doing? <laughs> so the last series of plays, McCollum came, hit that jump <laughs> shot, and then... Um, oh, God, I, I figured we'd get into that. Of course. We have to. Yeah. So then um, Paul George came back. He scored. Um, Lillard came back. He scored. Uh Paul George came back. He scored. <laughs> Lillard came back, tied it up with that amazing layup somehow. Really then, tough. Yeah, real tough. Then, <laughs> just when you thought PG was on a roll, <laughs> here comes Westbrook. 100 miles an hour into the paint. Wild layup. He misses. Cancer. Was it Cancer got the rebound? I don't really care who got the rebound. It was uh, I'll give Aminu credit. Uh, Aminu did a good job of staying in front of him. He did, yeah. Not Aminu fouling too. Not fouling was a big deal too. For sure. Because you know a number of guys would have just fucking stuck their hand in their free throws. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I I wouldn't have been surprised if he got fouled and missed free throws. Right. Um. But 
Yeah, man. I, like, you had to see the layup that he took to really <laughs> understand uh, how awful of a decision maker he is. I, I'm, if it wasn't... If it wasn't a breakaway all by yourself layup, that if they fouled him, it would have been a clear path. There's no biz- he had no business taking a shot in that possession. If it wasn't wide open, like a steal, no. Paul George has he had at the time 36. He never he didn't score again. 14 of 20. Right. Like he was three threes. If, all you had to do, bro. I don't even care if PG gets a like the shot that Lillard got. Like if PG had took that, I would have preferred that than what fucking Westbrook tried to do. Right. It just um. So let's talk about the last <clears throat> play. So yes. I'm watching the last play. Right. Adrenaline is up. It's tied up. One fifteen. One fifteen. I believe. Yes, 115-115. Lillard just tied it up with the layup. Westbrook missed the, his layup. Um, clock is going down. And I, I've been in I've been in some last-second play situations where I've had some game-winning um, plays in my high school career. And I was always taught that at eight seconds, you start making your move, right? Seven, <laughs> around seven, eight seconds is when the play starts. Like, okay... Now you break the guy down. You got seven seconds to get to the basket. So seven seconds comes around, and <laughs> Lillard is still 50 feet away from the basket. I'm like, dude, go, go. Yes. And um, uh, yeah. he takes like three steps forward. Bro, he, he takes- didn't even – it didn't even seem like he was going to shoot the ball until there was like maybe <laughs> two seconds left. Two seconds left. He takes one side step and – Cash is right in Paul George's. Which the crazy? There's so many crazy things that ha- like. First of all, he got no separation. PG was yeah, all like over that, sh- all over that shit. I, I I was shocked in real time. I couldn't really understand how PG didn't block it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Lillard knows how much room he needs. Right? No, for sure. I mean, it was an yeah. insane shot. It was. Uh, but. Yeah, man, I, I love the trash talk after the wave. Wait, the thing is, oh, did you see Seth at the bench? No. <laughs> Seth was talking trash to them like at 20 seconds to the bench. And then, you know, the play runs down. Seth, is he keeps looking over at them, saying stuff to them. And then when Dame hits the shots, Seth just turns around and just looks at the bench and walks backwards, like, <laughs> looking them in their eyes. <laughs> it was pretty oh, funny. Man. Um, yeah, man, it was a crazy. It's probably the shot of the year. He's the only person. Oh, hands down. Only one to hit um, a buzzer beater to click to uh, clinch the series. In. I forgot how many years, and he did it twice. Right. He's the only one who did it at all in the last 15 years. Yeah, I think the only other guy to do it is Jordan. Right. And that was obviously more than 15. That was like, you know, 30 years ago. <laughs> so, yeah. It, um, yeah, man. Great game. Lillard, it's all you, man. It, he gets all the praise for this game. I, I don't really care. Like I said, it doesn't really matter everyone else's performance. They did okay, but... 50 points, lead your team to victory. 
And when you're down by, what were they down? 13? 15. Like seven minutes? When Schroeder hit the step back, they were down 15. 15. 15. Yeah, so. Schroeder had a good game, by the way. He did. Not He's that it mattered, obviously. next year. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. We, we didn't mention the number that, again, you had to see Westbrook's shot to understand how trash he could be sometimes. Uh-huh. But you also can look at the fucking numbers and... Did he make big shots for the Thunder? Yes, he did. A number of uh-huh. his 11 field goals were clutch. The The three he hit with like four minutes left was, yeah, was, was big huge. Shot. I thought that might have sealed the game. Um, It did look but, like a dagger at the time. Right. But even if you make 11, to take 31 shots... Yeah. It's just, it's no. It's like, there's no excuse. Again, maybe you could argue it if uh, PG is two for 15 and you've been carrying them all night. Uh, Maybe if you had a a battle, you know, in the third quarter with fucking Lillard. Uh, Maybe, okay. Maybe you could argue that you should dominate the ball and take all the shots. But you could argue that if he actually led the team in scoring, which he does not. Right. You could argue that if he didn't, he hadn't already taken ten more shots than the person who does lead the team in scoring, who right. has already made more shots yep. than that. I mean, there's nothing. There's there's no excuse for it. None, for me, man. None. And as I pulled up the stats a couple years ago, to you know, the conversation me, you, and my roommate had at the time. Which was four years ago? I think <laughs> Three so. Three years ago? I think Westbrook four. Westbrook always took more shots than Durant. One year. One year Durant took more shots than Westbrook. A game. And he led the league in scoring. And Westbrook still took more shots. Bro, I just, I don't understand. These guys have so much basketball knowledge around them. And for them to, and you mentioned this about KD earlier, for a guy to come down on numerous occasions and not let anyone else even sniff the fucking ball. (laughs) Like, bro, honestly, how do you feel as a role player if it's like if you're coming down the court and you know if I'm open, I'm getting this three off? Right. Like, but when you're coming down the court, that feels good. But if you yeah. come down the court and it's like, oh, man, like I'm fucking tired. I had to strap whoever. Now I'm coming down. There's probably no chance I'll touch the ball. Mm-hmm. Like that's so demoralizing. And then you're asking those guys who are demoralized to, oh, you know, I feel like passing you the ball now. Right. And there's very few players who are comfortable with just being the D out of the 3 and D. Right. Very few. Like Tony Allen. Is like one out of the whole NBA that I could think of. Yeah, yeah. No, there's not guys like that. And the team, the thing is, I know people talk about the Thunder not having shooters, but they're not bad shooters. Like Ferguson isn't a bad three point shooter. Neither is Grant. Grant is, you know, an improved three point shooter. He's not great, but they're not garbage. It's not like when he 
people shouldn't say that he doesn't have any shooters to pass to. He doesn't have like a three-point contest winning shooter, but he has guys who can make threes easily. Grant, you know, Grant probably shot the best out of the whole team this series from three. I I honestly don't even care if their shooters are garbage. Like, bro, it's just, it's not, if you do it, if you're hot and you come down and you, you know, you run a pick and roll or you run a play and it just happens that you get a shot off, I get that. Mm-hmm. But even, like to do it when you're not hot or not playing well is so incredibly selfish. Mm-hmm. And these guys always hide behind like, I just wanted to, you know, bring my team back. Like, okay, bro, basketball is not played one on five. We all know the guys in the pickup who get exposed on one play and they have to come back and... Expose the guy back. Right. That's when Westbrook did the whole series. That was his whole series. And in the one game that they won, he only had one more point than the dude he was playing one-on-one with. One. Schroeder, you know, had 18 off the bench. That's why they won the game. Right. Westbrook, he's just not playing basketball. And you made a perfect segue into these. they have so much basketball knowledge around them. Who give me two of the best point guards in the league without saying Lillard or Westbrook? Kyrie and Steph. Okay. Who is Steph? Who is Steph's coach? Steve His Kerr. Last two coaches. My uh, Jackson, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson and Kerr, right? Mark Jackson is great like point fourth, guard. Fourth all time in assists. Yeah, he was a great point guard. Kerr is a you know he wasn't. Kerr wasn't a very good player. He was a solid vet. Solid vet. Rings. Rings. Championship point guard off the bench. And who was the other one? Kyrie? Yeah. Kyrie, I mean, he's his father played pro basketball. Yeah. Point guard. You know, he played with LeBron, who, let's be honest, is a point guard that starts yep. a small forward. Right? Then, um, <clears throat> not that he had any great coaches, but he's had LeBron's coaches. He had Ty Lue, championship point guard. Um, Larry Drew is a, a smart, been a smart coach his whole career. He's not a good coach, but a smart coach. The thing is, no one has taught Westbrook how to be a point guard. That's one of the problems. And yeah. it, he may not be willing to learn because he easily could learn. He could just call someone like everyone else does. Like Kobe. Well, that's his personality. He's a solo guy. He is. He's selfish. Right. Like we're, we're saying that, and it's just more of the point I'm making. He's so selfish. He could yeah. easily learn. You He's know, not even Steph, willing to learn. Steph never played point guard until Mark Jackson was his coach in his life. Monte Ellis was playing point guard when he came to the league. And then, you know, then Mark had him as coach. And now Steph is, he immediately, as soon as Mark lost his job, Steph was MVP the next year. And with Kerr. I mean, two great point guard coaches. So, I did some research, and I looked up uh, assist-to-turnover ratio, right? Oh, God. <laughs> you know, oh, God. Right um, Mark Jackson's? 3.27. Right? So, that means every three or so, three or four assists, 
Mark may get one turnover, right? Yep. Um, Steve Nash, 2.97. He has 10,000 assists, by the way. Rondo, 2.97. 6,900 assists. Russell Westbrook, 2.07. He has more assists than Rondo. He has 100 assists more than Rondo. And over a thousand more turnovers. <laughs> Bro, he's getting a turnover every two assists. He's so yeah. trash for that. Yeah. That's like that's literally like you coming down, you try to force every three passes, you turn it over, bruh. Like, come on. Steve Nash <clears throat> has ten thousand three hundred assists, I said. Mm-hmm. He only has a hundred more turnovers than Westbrook. You know what's crazy is um, these guys had the ball a lot, but it was still a team game. Of course. Bro, watching Westbrook play with four other guys doesn't even feel like a team game. Westbrook, next year, he'll pass Nash. It's pretty safe to say he'll get 100 turnovers next year, right? It's a guarantee, unless he gets hurt. He'll have gotten Nash's turnovers in... Five last years. <laughs> it's just and four thousand less turn less assists for Na- for Westbrook to catch um, Nash. No, I think Mark Jackson in assist turnover ratio. He would have to he'd have to have nine thousand assists and only a hundred turnovers. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and for those who don't know. That's an important stat for point guards. For a lot of scouts and stuff, high school and everything, they look at that because they say, you know, is this guy just going to – he may get a lot of assists, but the other team gets eight points, you know, every time he gets eight assists, which isn't good. But for Westbrook, that's it. that is how it is pretty much. He's one of the few who actually is just pretty much cut right in half between his assists and his turnovers. I mean, is this – it's it's a mess, man. But shout shout out to Westbrook. We'll see what he does next year. But I think I've said it on here before. But the team is gonna have to make a choice what direction they want to go in. I think. <clears throat> Real quick, we got to move on because we again got into it too much. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the the dumbass <clears throat> analysts and and people who think just move Westbrook to the two, bro. That is stupid on so many levels. It is. Like, you you think putting him at the two <clears throat> limits how selfish of a player he is? <laughs> like, come on. that That is just dumb thinking. Like, you clearly don't play basketball if that's your thought process. And the thing is, and yeah, clearly, and you look at the best two guards in the league, Westbrook can't do anything they do. Right. Clay, Beal, Jimmy Butler... McCollum, right? I'd say they're they're probably top four. Yeah, sure. That I mean, that on off the top of my head, yeah. All of them shoot better than Westbrook. All of them play better defense than Westbrook. Maybe not McCollum. Pretty much all of them play better defense than Westbrook. All of them can get their shot better than Westbrook. Right. That's yeah. the big thing for me. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing Westbrook would offer at the two spot. Nothing. Yeah, can you just be fast? Like, I can't picture, and this is why moving his position won't fix him. 
you're asking him to be a guy who can catch the ball and make a quick decision. And that decision involves scoring, attacking, or setting up a teammate. Mm-hmm. Bro, have you ever seen him get a bucket without taking like eight or more dribbles? Unless it was a fast break. Right. No, I haven't. No. Like he, I've never seen him ISO and get an efficient shot off. Unless oh, no, he's being definitely. guarded by fucking... I don't know, like maybe Trey Young or like somebody tiny or somebody can, super slow. Someone he can put in the cradle. Right, any any of those. Yeah, you're right. But like, it's just, he has a fundamental issue as a basketball player. And at this point, it's his, he's been, a, he's been in the league for a decade. You can't tell me he's just going to change. They, they'd be better off bringing Westbrook off the bench than moving wow. him to the wow. I mean, to the two. logically, I agree with you, but of course, that's never going to happen. No, it's not. But yeah, logically, they would be better because at least he comes in and just does. He can just have it all to himself. No starters in there. Do whatever you want. Otherwise, he disrupts offense, just like Durant. He d- definitely disrupts everyone's flow. Yeah, man. I mean, George, by a miracle, was still on fire when Westbrook was out there taking 31 shots. It's so hard to be on fire when someone else is jacking up shots nonstop. Right. Um, yeah, but... All right, what else? Rockets, Jazz. Uh, <laughs> you know. Nothing to say, uh, right? Yeah, it's a good run. Utah's got some... Uh, if they could get somebody... Like... Oh, real quick, real quick. Do you think that Lillard... Lillard's performance in these, these playoffs... Is gonna lure any free agents if they can afford it? Yeah, they have to pick Cancer back up, or they have to get a big man because Nurkic won't be back. They're not, and they're not going out there with Myers Leonard in the starting lineup. There's no way. So I think for sure, either they get Cancer back or they get another big man. That's I feel like that's a hundred percent, right? Yeah, I agree with that. It may not be an all-star, but somebody. DeAndre Jordan, I think, is going to be available. Anybody. Um, so, okay. That was, that was my only question. I haven't heard anyone say that, anyone talk about it, but I feel like that's a big topic that, the, well, that people are missing. The only the only thing is, if they're, they're going to the second round, if they get 4-0'd, uh, I'm going to be honest, it's, it's not really going to have that same... Like magic that it has right now. They're not getting four-owed by anybody in on this who's playing right now. The Spurs. I I agree with that. Oh okay. They may get four-owed by the Rockets or the Warriors in the conference finals if they make it past the second round. Well, they're are they playing? No, they're playing uh, Denver or yeah, San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they'd get four-owed by either of those teams. Right, and the thing is. It'll be. I'm not saying they'll get someone off a winning team, but Anthony Davis would rather go there than not be in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah. The thing is, even if they get four old, someone who's not in the playoffs would still rather be there than not than be at home. I agree with that. Yeah. Um. But the thing is, back to the Houston Utah. I wish people would stop acting like them losing is Mitchell's fault. They're saying, "Oh, Mitchell." 
we're expecting too much out of Mitchell. You know, he's not going to be that good. He's just a volume shooter. He has no help at all. If you watch the game, you see Mitchell's like the only player. If you're, if you put the Rockets and the Jazz all lined up and you're picking a team for pickup game, everyone, I mean, Mitchell will be the only player you pick off the Jazz. <clears throat> this is how I see it, and I completely agree. If if it's not a set play, Ingles can't create. If That's it, true. Rubio, watching Rubio try to create something, the only thing he creates is fouls. Like, he, he draws a lot of fouls. I'll give him that. Yeah, he does. But when yeah. a guy is seeking to draw fouls rather than actually score the ball... Uh-huh. How much of a threat is he really? All you got to do is keep your hands off of him. Right. Like, if you stay in front of Rubio and keep your hands off of him, you're rendering him ineffective. Yeah, that's true. I and mean, maybe like so slow. maybe he 10 times a year he'll have a good shooting night. <laughs> right. Like, and it's completely fucking random. Of course, right. he found a way to do it against Westbrook, which, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um... But yeah, man, Rubio's not really a creator like that. No. Nope. Uh, and a guy who's own, like who thinks assist first every play is is limited. For sure. Um, it's not a threat. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then there, I mean, cr- what is Crowder gonna create? Fuck no. No. Crowder uh, had a decent game last game. Yeah. I is it, are any of their bigs gonna isolate and get you points? Fuck no. Never. Never. None Gobert of their bench players. Garbage on offense, in my opinion. What? I said Gobert is pretty much garbage on offense. In oh, my he opinion. is. They give him a lot of credit, but I, I never understand why. Just because he blocks some shots, he's seven. He's seven foot. Right. He's long I mean, as fuck. He should be blocking shots. Yeah, and that's all he is supposed to do. That's all every center in the league is supposed to do. <laughs> right. Just because he does it a little bit more, but every other center is who like is in the blocks. Highest blocks category. He's better on offense than him. Right. So, yeah, man. I mean, I'd I'd probably pick Mitchell third if I'm picking between Houston and the Jazz. And then I would never pick anyone else off the Jazz. Everyone on Houston is better than everyone on the Jazz except Mitchell. I mean, like, they're asking Donovan to to go crazy to, to win games and then when he doesn't go crazy, you know, and by crazy, I mean 30 plus. Yeah. You're criticizing him like maybe he's not good enough. Like, why don't you put something around him so he doesn't have to go crazy? Right. No no other team, I mean, no other player is burdened with as much scoring, much of a scoring load as Mitchell has to do every yeah. night. What is he, a third year player? Second. Second year player. Yeah. I mean, Kobe Bryant couldn't do that as a second-year player. Of course, no one could. Right. I mean, it it just so I I wish people would stop being so hard on him because he really, you look at the team and they're just not good. The coach really is just okay. You know, he had a good. He he's no one of those he guys who he, can coach. He gets the scrubs. most out of them. I like him. Right. He gets the most out of a bunch of scrubs, but he's not he's not a championship or not a playoff coach. That's just right. not his game. He can get some guys to play, and that's cool. But you know, Jazz—they're just not good. Plain and simple. Hopefully, yeah. they do get help. I don't think they will, but hopefully, they do. 
I think they'll have to trade somebody. I know um, they want Conley, right? Rubio for Conley was the rumor that I this think past so. trade deadline. Yeah, Conley would make them serious. Yeah, they need Conley and like a a good role power forward or a role three. That I could, really like think a Rudy Gay kind of guy. Derek Favors there. is so trash in my opinion. Of course. Like, like he's like he's really fucking trash, and he plays. Yeah. And like here and there, he'll do some productive things. But like, bro, honestly, and this might be a reach, is he really that much better than Looney? <laughs> yeah, that's a reach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll let it go. But to yeah. me, I mean, if anything, Looney plays a little more energy than he does. Favors isn't going two for eight. Really? If he gets eight shots, he's giving you four. And they're good because they're not bad. He doesn't take a lot of bad shots. I don't know what Looney was doing out there with missing six shots. But, uh, you know, favors, if they're not dunks, favors just kicking it out or try to get fouled or something like that. That's fair. All right. Um. Yeah. That, they would need, I mean, maybe need someone, another person who can get a bucket. Like, that's why I said, like, Rudy Gay coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Who can, like, who can score in the play or out the play if you need. He may not get a lot of right. points, but he'll give you at least a bucket. No one on the team can get a one-on-one bucket except Mitchell. Any, No one. And Ingles is like a, you know, it's like one of those like, He's oh, a system on, player. Man. He's a prototypical yeah. system player. A lot of Ingles shots look like, they're not bank shots, but they look like when someone hits a bank shot, and you're like, "Oh, wow, like, this is what's happening today." Uh, he's not. He's not a shooter. He just made one. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah. All right. Um, what other series? What other series ended? Oh, Raptors Magic. Nothing to say. Um, uh, Blake Griffin the surgery two oh. days after the series ended. You know he was in pain. It's um, crazy that he dunked off that injured leg. For sure. On somebody. Right. <laughs> he had two dunks, I think. I mean, yeah, and, that's super wild. I mean, that's just who that's Blake, man. He's a he's a warrior for sure. Um Seventy Sixers beat the crap out of the Nets. News flash. Uh that's it. Yeah, I mean, who do you got winning tonight? You think Nuggets will close it out? Nah, Spurs. San Antonio. Nah, Spurs got this. All right, one. Uh, I'm gonna be watching Game Seven if there is one on uh, Saturday, I believe. You think Spurs are gonna win? <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little bit of faith in the Nuggets. Okay. Uh, I think they're starting to get multiple guys contributing. Yeah. Uh, Murray stopped playing like garbage. Uh huh. Uh, so I, I think they have a legit ch- chance. I'm not picking them to win tonight, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give them the edge in Game Seven. Okay, you want to give a, um, other than this series, you want to give previews of, you know, who you did we already say who we had in the second round? Um, no. we did some of them. The one that the ones that are already locked in, I'm pretty sure we we talked about. Oh, okay. We definitely talked about Milwaukee and Boston. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that'll be the only series that'll start before Sunday. Yeah, and we, sh- we should be back. Maybe we'll miss, like, we'll have a couple of game ones to talk about. 
Yeah. But if anything, it'll give us a better perspective on the series anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we, did we talk about Toronto and Philly? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure we did. Okay. Um, I, w- I want to see game one of that more than a lot of the other series, to be honest. Yeah, I think game one will be the most exciting game. I think it'll really set the tone for the rest of the um, series. Like, a lot of the first round game ones, like the lower seed won all the games in the East or whatever. Yeah. I mean, other than Milwaukee, I don't think that this game, this first game is going to be – Trying to think, like I think whoever wins this first game has a really good chance of winning the whole series. Not like the when the Nets, you know, caught one and then they just blew it the rest of the time. I think whoever wins this first game is going to be, you know, the favorite of that series. Because mm-hmm. it'll show. It, I think it's going to show something, and I don't think I think most of those games are going to be close too. Because I think they're pretty even, okay. one of the more evenly matched. Um, yeah, man, series. I'm excited. Warriors, Rockets, obviously must see. Yeah, uh, early. Portland and whoever is going to be must see. Yeah. On the low. Because weak, inexperienced guards on both teams. <clears throat> both teams that are will have to take on Lillard. Yeah, Mur- I mean, Murray. Forbes having to guard Lillard all night. Murray got was getting worked by Derek White. Like, Lillard? 34. Derek got 34. With one three-pointer. <laughs> yeah. Lillard will get you 10 of them, and then he'll get you, like, five other field goals, too. You're already getting 50-piece Right. by the Lillard's time you figure out getting, what happened. He's definitely getting a 30, or, I mean, he's definitely getting a 40, oh, a 40 in the easy. next series for sure. Bro, you yeah, imagine all the times they're going to put, uh, they're going to put fucking Jokic in the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. How many fucking opportunities will Lillard get off of just that? For sure. Oh my god, yeah. heaven for a guard. Yeah. Uh, real quick, okay. we got to get out of basketball because we've we've been going for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> we got to talk a little bit of football. Who who went number one? Murray? Uh, Kyler. Okay. That's really the only. The other thing, <laughs> the other news I wanted to talk about was uh. Madden 20 got the right athlete. Who? Patrick. Patrick? Mahomes. Mahomes? Oh, okay. For sure. Yeah. By f- I couldn't think of a better pick for oh, a cover athlete. Yeah. It would be it would be an uproar for anyone else. Definitely. Right. Other than maybe like a Tom Brady, like, you know, just some he won. Super Bowl legend thing just because he fucking wins all of them. Yeah, or Gronk because he's finishing but Gronk was just on one right yeah yeah nah gotta gotta give it to Mahomes uh no let, let's talk about it Murray got taken by the Cardinals uh uh-huh. I call it a hot take but uh R.I.P I think they're R. gonna I, I, Kyler I think oh, they're man. gonna fuck his career up <laughs> why because they're already sending him they just drafted him. There's already pressure on him to outperform another quarterback. They're trading him, right, Rosen? I mean, they better. Yeah, well, I see. Who what the you fuck mean, wants yeah. Rosen? That's my my concern. Like, yeah, they're trading him. Like, yo, if 
Like, I know the Giants, yeah, Eli's pure trash. But, like, you really want a quarterback who the Cardinals didn't trust to throw more than, like, 15 times a night? Nah, the Giants, they're not getting Rosen. Right. So, I, I think they're going to fuck his career up, man. I No, um, the Redskins want Rosen. I got no reaction to that. I'm just going to keep you talking about Kyler. <laughs> no reaction is some reaction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I, like I liked watching him. Who? A Kyler. Uh-huh. And I saw, I think, two of his games. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I'm not going to lie to you. He's got a little bit of that Johnny Manziel in him, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Where he creates something out of nothing, uh-huh. uh, and I'm—I don't know how great of a pocket passer he really is. Um, uh-huh. And I also, the Cardinals are not going to protect him for at least three years. If if he don't like what's going on in the second year, he's out of there. He's going to be on the A's. But if you're if you if he's going to be trash for those two years, who's going to want him after that? No, he's going to be on the Oakland A's. Oh, you're talking about base? Oh, he's going to play baseball? I got yeah. you. Yeah. If he's, I mean, if he, he might as well get your money. I mean. It's more money. Yeah, but he gave up on it to begin with. Clearly, football's his dream. Look, he, he could do it. He could do his dream. And yeah, that's true. Trash, that's true. Move on. Move on. I'm not too excited. And overall, that's, that's kind of my thoughts. The Cardinals are garbage. Even when they were good, I thought they were a garbage franchise. I agree. Uh, and I, I just I don't expect him to change that. Back in the Larry Fitzgerald, when he was in his prime. Yeah, when they had Kurt Warner on his last leg. Kurt Warner was like fifty years old. <laughs> right. Out there throwing the ball. <laughs> right. <laughs> they had that Super Bowl run though. That like that one Super Bowl run when they lost to the Steelers. Yeah. That was a good run. And then they never got close again. No, sir. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's just hard to get excited about the fucking Cardinals. Yeah, man, overall, this whole draft to me is one of the least exciting drafts I can think of. Cause maybe because of so many de- defense guys. Um, So it's like, I'm not really looking forward to, you know, you don't get to see all the highlights. The defense highlights aren't the same as the touchdowns, you know? Yeah. Um. And really, most of the offensive guys that are big picks are all quarterbacks. It's like one good running back or something, or two good running backs in the draft. Shit, I don't even know. Um, uh, I guess my only other question is where's Haskins going to go? I don't even want to talk about it, man. You think, you think Giants got him at 6 or 17? Let's go Jets. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Giants are gonna make a terrible decision. I'm gonna be wearing green all year. Yeah, bro. That's if they pick, they get six and seventeen, and they can't find one good player. We're not even talking about them this year. <laughs> Why bother? Odell's not even on the team anymore. Who's there to talk about? Barkley. Oh, Barkley so. gonna be. He's. I think he's gonna solidify himself as the best running back. Yeah, but I feel bad because, like, he's great. And they're going to waste his prime. Him and Golden Tate. (laughs) 
Yeah, man. I've already said they they got rid of their best offensive player and their best defensive player and didn't replace them with anything. I just don't understand how you do that. You get nothing. I mean, I'm tired of their to... their executives lying uh, to the cameras. Uh, and saying with a straight face, we believe in Eli. No, the fuck you don't. You benched him. You benched a guy for Geno Smith and and somebody else who I can't even remember. When you had nothing, but now all of a sudden Eli is a great quarterback. We believe in him taking us far. Get out of here, man. They look like <laughs> they look like they're making decisions on the fly. I think they're saying that because they don't know for sure that they're gonna land the yeah, what know. they want. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they they see just like we do how trash he really is. Eli is not gonna be a starting quarterback all next year. I guarantee that. Week, what is it? Sixteen games. Week sixteen. Eli is not starting. No way. I mean, that's not a hot take. <laughs> No way, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be surprised if they have a win by week, six, week 16. What's um, what's the guy's name on High Noon, the black guy? Bomani. <laughs> Did you hear what he said about Eli? No. <laughs> Eli said, um, they said uh, Eli expects to be playing um, all 20, somewhere 2020. <laughs> And he said, does being at home throwing the football with your son count? (laughs) Dude, I was dying. He's one of the better personalities on ESPN, man. Oh, for sure. They have a bunch of fucking drones on there. (laughs) Yeah, he has the best. He's the most witty. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen A is witty sometimes, but not as much as Bomani. Stephen A is just like, you know. It's his personality that's funny. It's really not the joke. Yeah. And Bomani has funny jokes for sure. I still need Dan Levitard off off the TV. <laughs> He's terrible. He has two shows too. He does a podcast in the morning and like a real show in the afternoon, bruh. Why though? <laughs> I, I can't tell you. And what is his specialty sport? Like Stephen A's specialty is basketball, Max, boxing. You know, what is his specialty? I mean, it's just Miami sports. He doesn't even know that. <laughs> right. I remember I remember he was a big, like, everybody was turning to his take on uh, when D-Wade was having troubles with the contract. Wow. I'm like, bro, who the fuck is this dude to give us his fucking expert opinion on what's going on behind the scenes? And, like, he didn't even... I hate when these dudes are asked to, like, give the inside scoop. And they just give, like, generic shit that you could have either, A, figured out on your own, or B, got from any other fucking source. Right. Stephen A does that a lot. Right. I'm hearing Durant won't be a warrior next year. Duh. Everyone knows that. We saw 60 Minutes. (laughs) It's pretty clear. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm... I'm hearing whispers that Kawhi doesn't really like Toronto. Who likes Toronto? DeRozan was the only player in NBA history that liked Toronto. Yeah, Lowry only likes it because they're the only ones paying him. Exactly. Lowry was trying to get out of there and nobody wanted him, so he had to come back. No other player has ever liked Toronto, honestly. Lowry's a good pro, so you'll never know that, but 
Come on. Vince was there when Toronto started and didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. Let's move on. Have we got any other sports? Uh, we have music today to talk about. Yeah. So, no, I think that's it. All right. Uh, we talked about some new Lil Uzi, um, I think two podcasts ago. So this is uh, Sanguine Paradise off his, what is this? Is this a single? It's just a single. Yeah, the single, okay. Every time your girl hear my song, yeah, turn her right into my hoe. She shake her ass through the eye roll. Got a skinny thong like a tightrope. I be blowing up like some pyro. Coop 150, call it Cairo. If she left with me, she the right hoe. Man, she rotting me like a BMX. Man, she said the D is for dino. I got two horns like a rhino. There's no way you could buy hope, but I brought a mansion with a slide door. Yes, I opened up the slide door so you can hear it hit the high I'ma make 
Yeah, that was a little oozy. If you were confused, pretty unmistakable now. Um, Lil Uzi needs to start getting his little cartoon characters to actually look like him <laughs> on his thing. They really don't look like him at all. <laughs> they like flatter him if anything. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, there wasn't any <clears throat> big major. No, albums, nothing crazy, right? Yeah, okay. Um, so what do we have? What do you want to start with? Uh, Wiz is the big one. I think that might be the only thing we both listen to. Yeah, yeah I only had one other thing, so. Um, yeah, man, I, uh, you know, I, I know your thoughts a little bit. <clears throat> I guess I'll go first, because I, I kind of set it up a little bit more. Um, so 14 tracks, uh, I think that's a good length. I'll start with that. It is a good length, yeah. Um, and I reviewed, uh, 2009, which was, uh, Wiz's joint project with Currency. And I, I had a lot of fun listening to that. And I remember pointing out that he was kind of a standout. Yeah. Yeah. Cur- Currency's a pretty, Currency's not really a standout when it comes to him. With other people. Yeah, but they have good chemistry together. They do, for Um, sure, And and this this project is is more more of what I wanted to hear from him. Uh, I I thought you were setting it up for some negative. No, no, no. I just, I I mean, I don't have the same positive reaction that you do, but but I had a lot of fun listening to this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of these songs sound good. Uh, Wiz sounds good on every song to me here. Like, some of the features were, you know, I don't need Young whatever on six tracks or whatever he was on. Young Deji. Yeah. It was too many in a row, that's yeah. for sure. Four in a row? Nah. Yeah. Wait, one, two, three, four, five in a row? Sheesh. Yeah, nah, that's too many. Um. Yeah. No one should be on something five times in a row unless it's a joint project. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and I, I just Wiz Wiz has got that when he really focuses on kind of rapping and flowing on a sound or on a beat yeah. of some kind, he sounds really fucking good. He and does. it's like I'm not ask, like you know if you're listening to Wiz Khalifa for depth or you know some kind of insight to you know anything, then you're listening to him for the wrong reason. Uh, right. He's not really a, a <laughs> lyricist. Listening to him for the wrong reason. You're uh, right. So yeah, man. If yeah. again, if you're looking for bars, if that's what you look for in rap music, then then this probably isn't your thing. You probably won't like this. Mm-hmm. But but Wiz right. has a to me he has a great sound, and to me mm-hmm. that's the case. And even in right. and I told you this, even in his bad projects, you could find a number of great songs. Every single yeah. one. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. back when he was just starting to blow up, I think Black and Yellow was his kind of big hit, his, his big first hit. And I remember when he was blowing up, and, and Black and Yellow was huge where I grew up because my school colors are black and gold. Uh, mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> but yeah, I went back to some of his, like, super early shit before he was signed 
back when he was repping Pittsburgh more than anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not gonna lie, I didn't really like any of the projects like altogether. But I still have songs that I listen to from every single one of them. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. again, yeah. you know, we kind of criticize guys for not putting together good projects. But Wiz uh-huh. put a good project together. And he's got the sound yeah, to do that. Yeah. He could have yeah. not had a single feature on here, and I would have had a great time listening to this. And that's probably the most credit I could give him, because, I mean, I can't name you too many other artists I could I could say that about. Yeah, and the ones you can are probably, like, really big. Right, like Drake, like Drake maybe Kendrick. And even with Kendrick. I don't know if I'd want to hear Kendrick for 14 songs in a row. I sure would not. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Okay. Um, Yeah, man. I, I agree with everything you said. And I think one thing that made this album very good to me was the production. All the beats yes. were nice. There was no garbage beat. And a lot of other Wiz's albums, there's like a beat that sounds like Wiz should not be on it sometimes. Or like Wiz, I could tell Wiz was like forcing himself on a beat, but this one, it's like Wiz must have been in the studio for yeah. every beat for like here, cause like he sounds, they all sound like they're for yeah. him. It all sounds like Wiz songs. Sometimes it's like six Wiz songs, and he has like three experimental ones that like, like yo, like what is this? This is Wiz's like he song? he sometimes tries to dive into R and B, like completely on like a track or two and it, most of the yeah. time he falls flat on his face <laughs> for sure yeah and i'm glad he did not <laughs> and I don't, i'm not trying to throw shade but i'm really glad he didn't force chevy woods on more than <laughs> <laughs> yeah he definitely tries to force feed chevy bro sometimes. let me tell you something funny about chevy woods i don't know if you know this so i listen to wiz's early shit and there was a lot of features from a guy named kev the hustler i didn't know who that was like for the longest time and a fucking chevy woods project came out a number of years ago and i clicked on it and it fucking said chevy woods like something something formerly known as kev the hustler i was like yo this garbage motherfucker was really kev the hustler that's crazy. Uh, yeah, so yeah, he really has. Yeah, I I didn't listen to Wiz that early because I thought Black and Yellow was cool, but it um he got really hyped. I guess where I was mm-hmm. at the time, and it, I was like one of those guys who like the hype when the hype was so big, like I didn't want to be a part of it. It was like I got you. Yeah. Like I got tired of hearing him. I would go. I was at boarding school at the time, actually, and every everybody's room I went into, I heard Wiz all the time, and that was at the time where he had like four mixtapes in like one year. Yeah. Yeah. So I got like I didn't listen to him as much, but I would probably say like um, when he started making like real albums, uh, Rolling Papers and yeah. stuff. That's when I really started listening to him more. Bro. Rolling yeah, Papers is is Woods. really close to flawless if you go back to it. Oh, it is for sure. Like there's there's maybe 
you know, I got to pull it up, but there's maybe like two or three tracks I didn't like. And anytime there's less than five tracks that you don't like, it's a good album. Right. You're right. And I, I also think that uh, with this Fly Times Volume 1, I think that he did a good job not dominating the hooks and yes. stuff. Because that, that was like one thing I always had a criticism of him. Like, I didn't like Wiz's hooks because normally they are very repetitive, like black and yellow. And like he sometimes he tries to like force like a trendy. Bro, I used to hate like I like the song now. But back when, like, Black and Yellow blew up, but you remember the one after that? Roll Up? Yo, yeah. I could not stand that fucking song when it first came out. You because like everybody was playing it. I was hearing it multiple times a day. Like, bro, go back and listen to the song. Like, it is not meant to be heard multiple times a day. This isn't meant to be heard. Multiple times a day. Right, yeah. No, you're right. I mean, I, I listen to it yeah. now. Like, it plays on Pandora pretty often when I'm on his radio station. Uh, and that, by the way, is a credit to him that I have his radio station. Because I don't have a lot of artists' radio station. <laughs> Does Chevy Woods come up on uh, I mean, not his songs, but he's featured sometimes. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'd be shook. I'd turn that shit off real quick. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, man. I think he did a good job this time without, with the without the repetitive, you know, hooks. He let the features do the hooks, which was yeah. I love that. I, I thought that was really smart of him. I also um, even if it is go ahead five times in a row by Young Desi. <laughs> but I. I'd rather that than Wiz do all the hooks. That's I got I'm you. Saying. I really agree also with what you said about the beats. Like, the beats yeah. are made, and you can just feel he's really comfortable on all of them. Because, bro, yeah. for so many yeah. of these, and he did this on 2009. Like, he just, he comes yeah. on the beat, and he's just flowing, and it's just nonstop, and it's just smooth the whole time. Yeah, after this, I did go back to 2009, and... All those beats were right. good too, pretty much. Yeah, um, but the, the last album we talked about, Rolling Papers Two, those beats were not. Yeah, he didn't. Again, hit that there's a number of tracks I still listen to, mm-hmm. but that was not a good project. I agree with you right, on that for sure. This project was a good for project, sure, man. and the songs were short. They were quick. He got to the point. Sometimes Wiz gets way off topic. He stayed on topic. It was just really good, man. And like I said, this is the first one I could say I fully enjoyed since uh, I liked Black Hollywood. Really? But since then, yeah, I liked Black Hollywood a little bit. It was okay. Um, ONIFC was cool. It was just it was. I liked it, but there was a lot of duds on there. Right. It, that was like, that seemed like that was one of the first 20 song albums. Like, I don't remember a lot before that. Yeah. I'm sure there was some, but, like, when the 20-song wave started, Wiz was right there in the beginning. Of he it. was. Seemed like he, a... he tried to lose me with uh, Khalifa. He tried. Right. Yeah. That's why I said since then, since Black Hollywood, and I, I don't say I liked it, but I enjoyed it. 
you, you know there's like a you know yeah. the difference yeah. like there were some songs i really liked i didn't like the whole yeah. album but i haven't enjoyed anything since but that's that. the great thing about wiz like i said there's there's always songs to like from him yeah you know exactly. i mean he's he has so many random hits for for either fast and furious or like bro why do his movie songs turn out so fire have you noticed that? Because he's good. He's a good topic rapper. He is. Like, there's some people who are not good topic rappers. And I guess that I feel like there's a better name for it. But, like, um, some rappers can rap really well, but they're rapping, like, about a lot of stuff. Like, Jay-Z will go from one topic to, like, 50 topics, and then the hook will be talking about one thing Jay-Z never yeah. talks about. And, um, you know, Drake is another guy. If if the song has a topic, Drake can stay on that topic the whole song. Wayne can do the same thing. And Wiz can do the same thing. But, And I think that's what makes his anthems better. Because a lot of those other guys, man, um, I'm trying to think of someone else who's like a big rapper like Wiz. Uh, a lot of the good music guys, you know, I'm not going to say <laughs> names. But they don't stay on topic. Either. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It, yeah, okay. But yeah, I think that's why Wiz is successful at it, because he can talk about one thing the whole time. I wonder if he's going to make a song for uh, Dom and Hobbs. <laughs> or no, what am, I'm tripping. Sean, Hobbs and Shaw. I'm tripping. Hobbs and Shaw, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I feel like something already came out from there, right? Isn't it in the trailer? Maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's Wiz. He probably will have something on there. He's gonna have another one because he wasn't he on the Suicide Squad too. Uh, the one with Logic and Lil Wayne. Yeah. Uh, sucker, no, sucker, sucker for, for pain. pain yeah. yeah, that song was hard when it first came out. Everybody, they everybody forgot. Ty Dolla Sign had the best verse on that shit. For sure. Everybody forgot for sure, so yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah, he did. Shots fired at all those other guys <laughs> that are on the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, shout out to Wiz, man. Good project. Okay. What do you got next? Tech Nine? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, before I get into that, did you listen to anything else? Um, not of substance. <laughs> not of substance. <laughs> no, I, I listened to the girl that I played last mm-hmm. time, but I didn't really talk about her okay. album. I finished it. I didn't finish it before. I'll talk about that after. Though. Go ahead. So name. he dropped. So Tech Nine dropped uh, Nina. Nina, that's his, that's what I'm assuming. Talking? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm assuming because that's oh, what he that's, that's what he nine. says in the songs. Like, and he refers to himself as Technina a lot of the time. Oh, okay. I mean, he refers to himself and other people in a number of different ways, but... Um, okay. So, I, I kind of got to set it up Who because Tech Nine has a very long history. Who are all these features? Hold on, I'll get to that. <laughs> Hang on, one, at a t- one thing at a time. Okay. All right, so... So right. Tech Nine has been around for fucking ages. I mean, he was making music in the '90s. I'm pretty sure. 
he's old. I'm fairly certain he's worked with uh, either Tupac or Biggie. I'm not sure if it was both, but I'm pretty sure it was one of them. Yeah, he used to ghostwrite. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so I had a phase. It was right out of high school, where I, I used to listen to a ton of music when I was working out. Even when I was getting shots up, I would listen to music a lot of the time. And he he popped on my radar, you know, somehow. And I listened to again, similar to Wiz, a lot of his projects I didn't like. But mm-hmm. I, I every project had a you know maybe two to five tracks that I listened to for an mm-hmm. extended period of time. Yeah, and real quick, he really was big when we were in high school. I don't know why. Yeah, he had a he stretch. Under the he had radar. that like when "Am I a Psycho" came out, like that was yeah. a hit for him, which was weird. Yeah, and um, he has such a his following is like very loyal. Hard. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of creepy <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. So, like, but I listened to him, and then I man. fell off. And throughout college, I made a number of attempts trying to get back to his music. Because, you know, he's been releasing projects, you know, every other year, every three years. It just, I, I couldn't get into it. I just, I just mm-hmm. didn't really enjoy it. He's, he's just kind of weird. He talks about, like, he's super loco, super crazy. Are you talking about No, no, no. This is just him, him in okay. general. Like, yeah. it just wasn't for me. And I quit maybe, like, three, four years ago. Like, right around the time you left the school that we both went to, I just stopped. I was like, man, even if he drops something, I, don't, I just don't care. Right. And because it was a slow weekend and, you know, we like to review stuff, um, I was like, all right, why not? It's been a while. It's been like three or four years since I really listened to him, other than the select songs I enjoy. Uh, why not check out mm-hmm. a project? I can tell you from the jump, when I clicked on it, I was already pissed off. <laughs> 21 uh, tracks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's too long. This is too long. Um, and as for my thoughts on the project, you know, without the fact that it was too long, um, mm-hmm. I mean, again, if you're a diehard fan, you probably love this shit. I'm not, so I have a, a clearer perspective. Um, I, I thought the f- what album the second half of this project was utter trash. Real quick, what album was um? Uh, I, all sixes, all s- and sevens, or something like that. Oh, okay. So 2011. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll say all sixes and second sevens half. and something else are two projects that if you're gonna check him out. Those are the two I'd start with. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, the second half of this Nina project is is just pure garbage. Uh, I even have... How pure? From song 12 to 21, uh, I, I wanted to... I had never wanted to turn an album off for so many songs in a row. I see he has Jelly Roll there. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard a good Jelly Roll song yet. Uh, Yeah, man. It's just... 
the second half of this, and the the issue is that like there's there's a couple tracks that I did like. I went, uh-huh. I liked uh, four, five, six, and then seven, eight. I'll just say four to eight. I I enjoyed that okay. stretch. With I had no issues. Can you hit the ground running. Yep. And don't let me yep. fall. Okay. Uh, eh, don't let me fall is, is, I'll say four and a half tracks. Effing do it then? No, I mean like, okay. yeah, four to eight and then I'll give nine half a credit. Okay, okay. Uh, so anyway. Yeah, man, other than those four and a half tracks, this shit sucks. I'll just, it's just that <laughs> simple, bro. It says, I mean, I could say it's not for me and, and, and you know, whatever, yeah. but. He's a guy who who's he's very lyrical, mm-hmm. and and he talks about different shit and he does it in a number of cool creative ways. Uh-huh. But he just he's fucking lame, <laughs> in my opinion. Like he's so corny, he he's so yeah. self-referential. You know what I mean? Like everything uh-huh. is is relates to like he somehow. F- fits his name in so many of his lines you know what i mean like bro i don't like that i don't want to hear tech nine in every fucking track uh-huh. um and not just like in at the start or the end of the song like in the song he's using his name I, I uh yeah man he's so corny and he's none of his he tries a lot of different flows and they all sound like he's taking it from somebody else. Or he's... He has three, three gold records? <sighs> anyway, it's just... He's like, all the sounds that he tried to go for, I'm like, I feel like I've heard other artists do this better. It's almost like he's hopping on the trend after it's a thing. Like, he, he there's a number of times, and I, I don't remember the songs because it was a little while ago that I listened to this, but... Uh, like he he kind of sounds like Migos. <laughs> like it's kind of like choppy. Uh, he's 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 fucking OD with the ad libs, just like they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean the only thing that's that I could give cre- him credit for is his lyrics are a little deeper, maybe. But again, again, mm-hmm. like yeah, he's a lyricist. But if you really break down a lot of these lines, a lot of these tracks. Like, bro, he's not talking about anything new. He's not, like, he's not that unique of a guy. Like, yeah, man, he'll mm-hmm. throw out the fucking OD lines of him, like, shitting on people's chests or whatever crazy shit he likes to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, him, he likes to, his, like, killer lines are very... Bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, some guys say... He's you know, got that, like, Hobson thing. Head. Right. Some guys would be like, yeah, I shot him in his head. But Tech Nine is like, I slit his throat. And- his fucking head split <laughs> open and I fucking took his brain out or some shit. Yeah, drink his blood yeah. with my toaster. Yeah. Like, you know, he always says something weird. Yeah, man, like, I just I just didn't enjoy it. I, okay. and, and what made it worse is that he, and he's, he does this all the time, uh... Whoever whoever keeps telling him that Chris Calico is a star or is good, 
yeah. is fucking wrong. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you. We need to talk about that one day. Rappers trying to put on their homeboys. Yo. But, yeah, man, like, I, I just, never... he features him, like, four fucking times. He does it on almost every album. It's more than, it has to be more than four. One, two, three. Oh, yeah, I guess it is four. Five. Five. Five times. Yeah, man, it's always at least two or three, which is two or three too many. But I don't know anyone in these features except Jelly Roll, and that's because I know I hate <laughs> Jelly Roll. This, who's Church Boy? C-Mob? I'll tell you, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. But I can tell you that uh, the guys on track four and the guys on track six were, were pretty good. Okay. Uh, F and do it, I didn't really like the features. Uh, but his hook was actually really good in that song. Um, and there's like, there's hidden gems. Like there was, he's got that thing where like there'll be a sound of in a song that I like, but he doesn't stick to that sound. And then when he, you know, switches it up or goes to something different, it sounds like shit. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. you had it right there. That was your pocket. Give me a bunch of like graphic crazy lines and then that hook that you were doing. Oh, that hook turns out to be a bridge. It's not even the fucking hook. Like, bro, come on. But yeah, man, like that's yeah. pretty much all my thoughts on it. I just again, a couple of good tracks, but I'm not giving you a good album review if you give me two two to four good tracks. Give me a fucking right. EP if you're going to make four good tracks. Yeah, right. And he, the percentage, we talked about it before. We need good Yeah, bro, he's got that Russell Westbrook shooting percentage. For sure. Okay. Um. All right. So those are the only two you listen to? Yeah, man, I really haven't gotten around to projects all that much. There hasn't been any projects. Yeah, that's why I'm, I told you this before we started, but I'm really trying to get on these throwbacks. Like, I want to yeah, go back right. and check out shit I've missed from artists that I know now. Okay. Like who? Give me an example. Um, Jay-Z's one. Uh, Jay-Z's one I want to go back to in detail and, and really check out uh, how bad some of his bad projects are. <laughs> yeah. I really want to hear the one that everybody... like. Yo, I'd never seen, uh, about a week or two ago, I went out with some friends, and all five of them listened to Jay-Z, and I had never seen somebody so unanimously agree on an album being bad. Which album? I want to say, wasn't Blueprint 2? Yes! (laughs) You knew it, yeah. (laughs) Kingdom Come was trash. <laughs> Yo, it's so funny. Like, they were arguing about other projects, you know, like debating whether it's good or not, you know, like we do, you know, throwing out tracks or how, like, whether the tracks are good, whether they're bad. And then Kingdom Come came up, and I had never seen people agree that fast after arguing. Yeah, it's because he, he wrote Show Me What You Got so hard. On that one, mm-hmm. you know that song. Um, and he wrote it and wrote it, and I think this was the first one that, hit, like, when him and Beyonce first got together or something. Mm. And I don't know what where his head was at, man. I'm not a big Jay Z fan, 
But I that album, I don't like any songs off there really. I like "Show Me What You Got," but just okay, just because I've heard it like a million times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty clear that you want to listen to that album though. I, I just want to, just because I want to hear how bad it is. Because I've like, like I know I've never been a huge Jay Z fan, but I've never really uh, like. I don't I don't hate him for the same reasons as a lot of people who've like listened to him do. Which is like just the fact that his he's had bad projects. Like to me I just think yeah. after Blueprint 3 he hasn't put out a good project. But That's like you know people argue 4 for crazy. 4 444 and some people a few people used to argue the Magna Carta and that's where my divide came from. Like no, this shit sucks. Yeah, his fans are very, uh, you know, unconditional for yeah. some reason. I, I do want to listen to uh, Blueprint One. Oh, Blueprint yeah, I, I listened. That was the only other old album that I checked out through and through. But it was fucking like eight years ago. So that's probably the that's his best one. In my that's my favorite one. I won't say that's his best. That's my favorite one by him. Tripping, man. His best project is Collision Course. <laughs> nah, I'm playing. <laughs> I mean, I'm playing, but I really like that project. <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, um, I mean, some people say Watch the Throne is his album. You count that as, is that Flawless? Flawless? Too? Fuck no. Okay. But, I mean, there's a couple tracks. Wait, people it's think it's Flawless? Movie. You never heard? Fuck that? no. A- ask your um Jay Z fan friends. All right. Yeah, well, they didn't really get into I Watch the don't. Throne. Well, you you know I don't like either person on that album. So I, I I liked two songs on there, and that was really it. Some of the other ones I liked the beats. Yeah, o- Otis. Beat I remember Otis. I really liked the beat. I didn't really like yeah. them, but I liked the beat a lot. Right. Yeah, that, the beat saved that whole album, in my opinion. But that's a hot. There's take, so many projects. And, Jay. Yeah, and I know there's like five that I really shouldn't listen to. That you yeah. Not, or Maybe should? not five, oh, like yeah. three. Reasonable doubt is great. Volume two is great. Black album and Blueprint, I think, and then. What about American that's Gangster? That's I haven't even heard this one. Two thousand seven. Yeah. Whoa. I didn't like it. It was kind of it was boring to me. Hmm. I, but I know a lot of people who like a, a lot of songs on there. It has a lot of like when you listen to it, you'll hear a lot of um, beats that got reused. Yeah. That's one thing about it, you know. Um, Jay Z can make a beat like legendary just for rapping on it. <laughs> you know, people still use um uh uh what is that one? Dead president. Mm, yeah. And just cause Jay Z started rapping on it, he did did it twice and now everyone still uses that same beat. Even Meek That's used crazy. it on his album. <clears throat> yeah. Um But yeah, man. Shout out to Jay. 
Yeah. Tell me, uh, definitely keep us up. Yeah, oh, I'll, I'm bringing the reviews, and, and I am not holding back. Like, Chris yeah. Brown's another one that I'm going to be trying to find projects from. That's that's crazy. I, I mean, Chris Brown isn't someone I need to go back on at all. But you said just royalty, really? That's it? Well, that's the one I didn't want to listen to. Oh, you yeah, everything else I do. Oh, I got you. Maybe not Heartbreak, because, you know, I did listen to that a lot. And it's 45 yeah. tracks. Ain't nobody got time for that shit. I haven't shit. listened to it. I haven't listened to it again since, like, the second time. I mean, I, after, like, you know, maybe a two, three weeks, I only left the songs I liked and I remember it was only maybe like seven songs. But it's not that I didn't like more than that. It's just I kind of got tired of like the other songs just started kind of blending in and feeling like filler to me. Yeah, it's like he had, I don't know if he had someone like the same person making a lot of the yeah. beats. But there was, there was like eight songs on there, eight or nine that like sound the exact yeah. same. And I, that one that was hard for me when I listened to it the first time, um, but yeah. And Chris, Chris's versatility is good with other rappers, but when it's just him, his versatility isn't as you know isn't as great. Or maybe he doesn't use it as much. I think maybe if he rapped on some of those that sounded the same, it would help. But I don't know. So which ones do you want to go back to by Chris? Well, obviously uh, Chris Brown. And you're going back? You're going back why? Well, just because I like the artists and I feel like I've just not given them the proper attention they deserve. And also just because, like, uh, I don't want to be, I don't want to miss out on great music just because I didn't have the, you know, the energy to go back to something that I... That didn't come out when I was looking for stuff. Uh, and definitely because there's nothing fucking out right now. You know, yeah. every time there's going to be like a two, three week stretch where we don't get shit. I'm, I'm going to be trying to knock out at least one throwback album. Okay. I like that. I, think I, I need to go back to Clips, man. That's a group I need to go back and get their uh, discography yeah. right. Cause I I know a lot of people consider them legendary, but I really only know a couple hits. I don't really know that many. You know, you need to know some non-hits by every artist. Yeah. I feel like if you only know the hits, then you don't know enough. Yeah, for songs. sure. Yeah, so in clips, I only know "Mr. Me Too." <laughs> like for a long time, that's all I ever knew by them. So I, I might go back to that. Uh, fame is is one, if I got to throw out one name <clears throat> of an album. Fame is one I really want to go back to. Oh, fame, fame was fun. I missed a lot of the featured tracks on there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fame, fame at that time. Now, I mean, going backwards, the time is different, right? But at that time, fame was like one of the few flawless albums okay. for me. It was one of my favorites at the time. Because um, I, I really didn't like Graffiti. Uh, and Exclusive was great. And that was in like a vulnerable time of my life. Middle school. You know, like... 
the stuff Chris was singing about, I wasn't ready. Yeah, right. for I got you. Yeah. At the time, or I was growing up at that time, mm-hmm. so I was like just understanding, and uh, so exclusive was fire. Then graffiti came out, and it was it didn't hit, and then fame came out right after the Rihanna incident, and then it was. Yeah, I forgot about the Rihanna incident. (laughs) That was not a fucking incident, first of all. (laughs) That was a fucking disaster. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah. Anybody else, their career is over. Who can, what kind of, what, name me an artist that could survive that. Like, bro, imagine if Drake, for all the fucking, like, the sweet, songs he makes and all the like the women friendly lyrics but, but chris's thing chris was really young i think was okay i guess that's fair yeah because he was only like 19 or 20 when he did it like if someone at 28 did that then it's like a you know it's a big it's also deal. i feel like didn't even have it would be a bigger deal him. now than it was back then like, bro, we yeah, probably, like, probably. it would have dominated the internet. And it did back then, but it's just, internet is, yeah, it's, internet's a lot more vicious, a lot more ruthless now. Yeah, he was 19. Mm. So, yeah, I think that changed it a little bit for a kid to do that. Um, yeah, and the thing is, I think that there was so much so many questions and I don't want to, I'm not trying to sound, um, sound like I'm okay with domestic violence or anything, but there were so many questions that no one really understood exactly what happened. So it wasn't as, it didn't seem as blatant, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I also didn't keep up with news like that. So I really didn't know what was going on at that time. Like, I saw the picture, but I really didn't, like, I didn't have any backstory to what happened. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. No one, there were so many, Rihanna had a story, he mm-hmm. had a story, and no one could really prove either. Mm-hmm. Like, one thing was, like, Chris had, some girl texted Chris, and Rihanna grabbed his phone, and he tried to pull the phone back, and they got into a fight. Then another one was, like, Rihanna said something smart. And hit him first, and then he hit her back, and then he just got out of control and blacked out. Like it was a lot of it was a lot of weird. Bro, both of those scenarios just paint him out like a psycho. That's what I'm saying, and and it didn't make yeah. sense. Like, cause he he's obviously not a psycho. Or else you would think he did it like before. Yeah. Again, since then, he hasn't done anything violent since then. Other than attack Frank Ocean, right? And, yeah, like other I women would have came out and exposed him at this point. So. That wasn't during the Me Too movement. But <laughs> I wonder, like, I feel like Rihanna had to have, and again, it, it, yeah, neither of us support what he did. Like, bro, I can't imagine what type of shit Rihanna must have said to him. And you know Rihanna got Right, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah, I'm not saying... She didn't deserve uh, it. No, yeah. there's no scenario where yeah. she deserves it. Unless she was like trying to kill him, which I'm pretty sure was not the case. Right, and he he served his time, so yeah, we're just yeah. talking, and we're just talking. But we know for a fact, <laughs> we know for a fact, Rihanna got his. Bro, I never, I saw, I, I forget the comedian, but he was talking about it like, you know, pretty, 
pretty shortly after it happened, and I used to watch a lot of stand-up back in that time, <clears throat> and he said, like, like, you really think Rihanna was just sitting there and, like, you know, where should we go eat? And he just started popping off on her. <laughs> Or when she say it's a wild female shit, like like that's why I sell more albums than you, like or some shit, you know, something super low to really fucking hit him where it hurts. That's why I'm leaving. Right, some shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) He was just he just fucking lost his mind. (laughs) Right, and we've all we've all had something smart said to us too that made us mad. We're not, of course. Nothing excuses that, and he did. Like I said, he served his debt to society already. So, um, anyway, yeah. moving on. <laughs> yeah, and um, he has. I think Chris's discography, like all his albums combined, I think he might have. He might have the best, honestly. Other than Drake, him and Drake might have the two best, like complete discographies. Yeah, there's no real garbage album. He's so. Royalty so Michael speed. Jordan's the best player in your eyes. Who's the second best player? Kobe. So to me, Chris Brown is the Kobe, and Michael Jackson was Jordan of R and B. Yeah, for sure. Of right. Everything. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Dancing yeah. too. Um, just go, bro. Every time I see them, and I hate this. Like, every time I see, like, these top tier, mostly them, a little bit of Usher, every time I see them dance, I'm like, damn, I wish I could fucking dance, bro. <laughs> Who are you, like, Chris? And Michael Jackson. Else? Yeah, oh, for sure, yeah. bro. I'd be looking, I'd be seeing, like, I can't even watch their music videos half the time, because I'm like, damn, bro, I wish I could do that shit. Chris, Chris in that Fine China video, he really... <sighs> He really goes off. Like, it's really yeah. not fair. And I... Like, I get the choreography is one thing. This is what a lot of people don't understand. Being able to do choreography is a lot easier than what Chris does. Like, yeah. on stage. Like, you play any song, Chris can give you a full routine to it that no one has yeah. ever seen. No one taught him. He did not practice. That's real dancing. And Mike was the same way. He just felt the music, man. Yeah. Like Beyonce can go out here and do some stuff she's practiced for like eight months, like you know they always people always talk about how Beyonce's practice ethic is crazy, and then they say she's the best performer ever. But like Chris doesn't need to practice. <laughs> you know you can wake Chris up and he'll brush his teeth right. and go out there and perform. And, and, and also, and and this might be unfair, but but Beyonce gets carried by how beautiful she is. Not maybe not carried. That's unfair, but that opens up a lot of opportunities for her. Like Chris, like Chris Brown or a male dancer doesn't have that. They have to crush it. Like bro, I'm I'm sure Beyonce's probably had some garbage performances live in her just whole career, and and her diehard fans walked out were like, oh my god, like that was incredible, like you know. In the outfits, don't forget that right. either. Beyonce put something that makes her look good. Yeah, I don't care what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I forget that I'm even watching her. Yeah. Bro, I, I went to see you Kid Cudi, like, I think right after Man on the Moon 2. So he was still, like, at a peak. 
Bro, I was so fucking disappointed. First of all, you don't need to talk for an extended period of time in between every track. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how he is though. I mean, that's his thing. He's like a uh what is it? Introspective or whatever. Kind of guy. That's great, man. He needs to tell you but everything. When when I was huh? there and and I got I had to stand in the back because I got there pretty late. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, bro. Like he kept trying to like be motivational. Like, bro, mm-hmm. when I went to the J Rock concert, he was motivational when he got on stage and right before he left the stage. And the rest of the shit was him either hyping the crowd or fucking killing it with, however, all the fucking great tracks that he has. See, but Ken Cuddy was a guy, he's, he is a rock star, and that's the problem. You know, he was never really a rapper, and I think people, I think that's kind of what ruined his career. Oh, for sure. I think he tried, he isn't, I think now, Kid Cuddy probably would have been successful, because now, like, rap is getting more blended, I guess. He fits now a lot better than he did seven, eight years ago. Yeah, because even Drake was weird when Drake came out singing. You know, everyone's like, what? This dude sings? And then um, Kid Cudi was doing, you know, had guitar, electric guitar, acoustic guitar yeah, in his songs. Yeah. And he was singing and humming and stuff. And it was like not rap. So, but the thing is, I think he he just didn't fit into rap at all. And people wanted him to fit into rap. People were saying they were, he was their favorite rapper. And that, I think, kind of ruined his career. Because Drake is a rapper that can sing. But Cuddy is like a rock star. He's like an alternative rap artist. I'll do that. Yeah, I don't know if people know... um, uh, What's that group? Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, I do. That's that's the kind of stuff Kid Cuddy probably would be good at. Or... Well, I shouldn't say that, but that's... Uh, that demographic is who Kid Cudi should have went for. I'll say that because he's not gonna get people who like Migos and like, uh, or like Pusha T, like these guys who are these intelligent, just straight rap. He, he's guys. also he's he like fucked up his own career, uh, like I guess trajectory because he went man, uh, man on the moon one. Flawless, Man on the Moon 2, pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. And then after that, he had the big, it was a big deal that he quit smoking weed. And he started getting into the, like, I want to make, my my most important goal is that I'm making music that nobody else is making. Right? Like, my shit is super different from everything else. Like, bro. Right. Whether it's different or not, you can't argue that people don't understand your music when it's unanimously considered garbage. Like, bro, if everybody hates it, you can't say everyone is wrong. Right, you're right. So, right, and he went with, he like, he started a band with another guy called Wizard that nobody remembers. That was super fucking trash. Then he, what really pissed me off is that he released an album that was actually solid. Mm 
which was Indicud. Like, it's not great, but there's a number of tracks on there that are really good. Like, ju- Yeah, it's a good, good enough album. Yeah, Just yeah. What I Am was a f- super hit. Uh, I really liked Brothers. Uh, I like King Wizard, Immortal. King Wizard, Brothers are really good. Uh, and yeah, I mean, like, he marketed that so shitty. Like, it dropped. Nobody knew it dropped. A week later, nobody knew it came out. Only right. So it out. just... Yeah. And then since then, he's again gone to the, like, I'm really tr- trying to be different from everyone. See, and that's the problem. He already was. Right. So just exactly. Do what doing. Exactly. Yeah, don't... It made me so mad. Yeah, it... I agree. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. He was already so yeah. different. All he had to do was just be him. He is different. And, like, he never... Even when people were featured on his songs, they didn't rap that much. It wasn't rapping. Right. You know? It was very... um, It was his style. People had to come yes. to his style. Like, yeah. bro, don't... Don't cater or don't make decisions based on what people are expecting from you. And that's what I right. think got him, is that he just started getting to a point where it was all about pleasing everyone. And, like, bro, yeah. you know, any fucking normal person, both of us know, like, you just can't impress everybody. And some of these yeah. guys can't handle that kind of, like, I guess criticism at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but we got to get into a little bit of movie stuff before we get out of here. Yeah, and real quick, man, um, I don't. Did you see what they just said on the game? The news: John Havlicek just died. Oh my God, no! I don't have the game on right now. Yeah, John Havlicek just died. Rest in peace, John. Man, Hondo, uh, seventy-nine years old. His birthday was just last week, Fuck, April eighth. Yeah, he died of Parkinson's. He gets forgotten. <clears throat> um, in of all the people they mention on those Boston teams, he doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah, he's the best. I mean, he's the. I'd probably say he's the second or third. No, 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 fourth or fifth best Celtic ever. Fourth or fifth. That's for fair. Sure. Behind, I would say probably behind um, Bill, Larry, Pierce, and then him. Maybe Mikhail. Uh, him and Mikhail probably back and forth. But, um, yeah, man. It, he does get forgotten. In, uh, as a shooter, he gets forgotten. He gets forgotten as a small forward. Um, today's game, he would, he would play in today's game. He'd be one of the best players playing right now. I believe it. He's one of those guys, man. Yeah. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. Weird timing. Hopefully they honor him. Well, not hopefully. I know they'll honor him in Boston's yeah. first Boston game for sure. His number will probably be on the court. 17, right? I think. Uh, probably be on their jerseys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so movies? What movies? Uh, just about? Shazam. Uh, I want to oh, I wanna yeah, yeah, give okay. the people some knowledge. That of there's not only one movie in theaters this weekend. I know it may seem like that, but it's not the case. 
Um, and I'm not going to get too deep into it, uh, but it just—it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, it's exactly, yeah. if I'm comparing it to an MCU movie, I'll say it's similar to Ant-Man with just how it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and they took a, a character that not that many people knew about. Uh, and and they just they did something interesting, man. I I really liked like, the humor in this movie is very clever. Like it's not it's not childish, but it's not too mature. Like it's got a very healthy balance of light, you know, silly humor, and then a little bit more serious, a little more deep humor. Um, That's Ant Man, right? Exactly. And uh, Zachary Levi. Uh, he does a really good job cuz cuz he's asked <clears throat> like he's he's asked to be a child the whole movie even when he's Zachary Levi even when he's Shazam you've seen that in the trailer you know so yeah. it's not a spoiler but he's like the, it's still a kid whichever look he has and he he really nails it, man. Like I really like the chemistry between him and the boy, who I don't know the name. Um, I don't know his. He was in it. Yes, yeah, he's popped yeah. up. He's a pretty. He's not a regular, but like I've seen him in a number of different things. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, maybe the villain was a little, you know, underexplored. But you know, Marvel does that with practically every movie. Uh. So I, I, I'm not really going to criticize it too much for that because they focused on building the character. Uh, there's a number of great character moments. There's a really awesome twist towards the end of this movie um, that, of course, I won't spoil, but I thought it was really funny, uh, really sweet, too. Like, it was just a great way to end it. <clears throat> And, and yeah, man, it's it's not too long. It's two hours. It goes by pretty quick. Um, it's not action packed, but when the action's in there, it looks good. Uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to see where they go next. Honestly, I really this is one of the few uh, solo like Aquaman. I really enjoyed, but when Aquaman ends, it's like all right, it ends. It was a great movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I really, I wasn't asking for a sequel. I know we're going to get one, but I really don't care. But Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get one, man. He cut all his... Oh, that's on. wild. He's tripping. Not his, not his top hair. He cut his facial no, hair. No, let it grow back. <clears throat> yeah, but he's, um... He's, uh... Tongan, right? Or... One of those. One of the Samoan kind of mm. things. They don't grow hair easily. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, but... But yeah, with like with Shazam, when it ended, I'm ex- like, I was excited. Like, yeah, man, I really want to see where this goes. Like, what else they do? Mm-hmm. I got you. There's yeah. also a s- hilarious uh, cameo with one of the other DC characters. <laughs> like, it doesn't it doesn't have any meaning to the story, but it was it was one of the funniest things I've seen all year. Uh, yeah. Like and that. yeah, man, please, if you can't make it out to see Avengers this weekend, and I know a lot of people probably won't, just because mm-hmm. it's going to be insanely packed, and it, mm-hmm. it's, this movie's been out for a while, man, I really, please watch it, please support it, 
Not, there's not nearly enough of these kind of movies where it's like a familiar territory, but they they are very creative about how they make the movie and the story mm-hmm. that they show. So I please go watch it. If anything, go watch it and then sneak into an Avengers Showtime. It's like, no, I can't really do that. that. I used to. Can't do that anymore because seats are like, you pick the seat before you get in there. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, bro, that shit fucking killed me. Yeah, I I did it uh, last year when I saw, um, I don't remember what other movie I saw, though. I saw like half of something. Bro. I saw Mission Impossible. Oh, Fallout? So good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then I snuck into. Bro, I'll tell you a double header that was. This might be the most garbage double header of all time, and I sat through both of them. What was it? It was Jupiter ascending, followed by yeah. Seventh Sun. Oh, wow. Dude, when I tell you I look defeated coming out of the movie theater. <laughs> you paid no, no, no. I paid for uh, Jupiter Ascending, and then I snuck into Seventh yeah. Sun. Okay. My thought process was, like, I was super free that day. And, and like, Jupiter Ascending I wanted to see because it was Wachowski's. And then I, I, if you've seen Jupiter Ascending, you know how I felt. Uh, and I can't. I, I wanted Jupiter Ascending yeah. to be good, too, and it sounded uh, And I came out of that, and I'm like, you know, Seventh Son was something I was excited about also. Like, Jeff Bridges is in there. Uh, the monsters look pretty cool. Praise that stops was, there. I, I like Jupiter Ascending better than Seventh Son. You know, in hindsight, I might agree with you. I'll say, at the time, I didn't, because... Mm-hmm. It's, it's... No, well, yeah, but... I'll say the stupid the stupid parts in Jupiter Ascending were worse than the stupid parts in Seventh Sun. Uh, Maybe in Seventh yeah. Sun there was more, but the Jupiter Ascending, like, it just... I really hate that movie, man. Jupiter Ascending had so many good actors. It made me hate Channing Tatum for a month. Uh, honestly, it made me hate Mila Kunis for like a year. Yeah, and I think I've said on here before, I think Mila Kunis yeah. is, uh, drastic. I still hate Eddie Redmayne for what he, what that was. For that? Hell yeah. And I like, and I, I could separate it because I've seen him in a number of things I liked. Eddie Redmayne, man. Oh, man. Okay. He's overacting ass. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, man. Shazam is awesome. Please go see Shazam. The Danish girl. <laughs> yeah, he was great as uh, as Stephen Hawking. Dude, when I first when I first saw the trailer for <laughs> Danish Girl, I was so confused, man. Oh, man. I, I don't mean any offense to any, you know real people but when i saw the movie it didn't it looked so weird mm-hmm. to me that i was, I was like i didn't even watch it to be honest no nah, i didn't watch it either but the i remember all the oh, trailers because yeah. i think it won I, it was nominated movies. for sure i don't know if how much it won but definitely nominated i'm pretty sure he got nominated for best 
Best Actress in a Supporting Role. Um. He didn't get nominated? <laughs> no, nah, not him. Uh, Alicia Vikander won Oh, four. her average acting ass. Speaking of female actresses who are average, we got into a bunch of dudes a couple weeks ago, but we didn't really talk about the women. And they, I mean, they are trying so hard. Yes. Bro, they're really pushing her to be a star. Putting her in all these, like, legendary kind of roles that just aren't good. Like, um, her and Jason Bourne, she was forgettable. Like, I... It went to like the third time I watched it to when I realized she was the same girl from Ex Machina and Tomb Raider. Ex Machina has really been her only great performance as far as I know. And I think it was only, for me, it was the first time I saw her. I feel like yeah. that's one reason why I hold it up higher. That first time you see somebody is, like same with McAvoy for me. When I saw him in Wanted, he still has Don't disrespect. to me. No, 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 no. No, no, it's only because I love Okay, yeah, I mean, I love Wanted, too. It's like a guilty pleasure movie for me, but... No, I mean, he's had better performances since since then, yeah. of course. But I'm saying that's the one, like, I remember so, yeah. like... Yeah, but that's the thing, mind. like, I agree with you, but with Alicia Vikander, her best performance was Ex Machina. Not, not everyone feels that way. They're tripping. Well, They're tripping they if they don't feel that way. She got awards for um, Danish Girl. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it, so I can't can't say anything. Yeah, true. I, I forgot she was in Seventh Son too. Yo, I don't even remember her in Seventh Son. Man from Uncle was complete. Oh, so garbage. boring. I cut. No, that's a, like, bro. I'd, I'd I've said this before. I'm pretty sure, but seriously. If you're going to make a shitty movie, make a shitty movie. But please don't make a boring one. Like, that's the worst. There's there's very few movies I've cut off halfway. I I believe I can name all of them. I think it's three of them. Have you ever walked out of the movie theater? (laughs) I wanted to, but I've never went with anyone that was going to walk out. Right, that's the thing. I've had... there was something I wanted to leave not not that long ago, maybe like a year or two. I wanted to leave flight with Denzel Washington. Bro, you know what I wanted to leave the theater for? It was a scary movie. I just remembered. Uh, it comes at night. <laughs> yeah, that's kind shout of out to right? the um, what's the dude's name, bro? From fighter or not fighter? From warrior? Joel? Uh, no, Is his name Joel. I'll tell you one sec. Um, wow, I don't have the cat. Yeah, Edgerton, Joel. yes. Yeah. Man, he's a good actor, but fuck. That movie's more confusing than anything, but like, like, we talked about this with us. If it's confusing and I'm asked to go beyond the details of what I'm seeing on screen, you, you went too far, my guy. No, it was worse too. That movie, I sat through it, and you know what they try to do? They try to h- get us hyped about uh, the director giving an interview after the credits. I was like, "Yo, what kind of pretentious <laughs> motherfucker does that?" I don't know. I've never exactly. Seen a movie like 
That's uh, all right, man. We've been going for a while. Uh, Wait, real quick. Is Jennifer Lawrence a... Uh, yes! Yes! Enough! Yeah. Silver Linings Playbook, good job. Very nice. And, again, that first Hunger Games... Very nice. Good. Yeah, but since then, nah. I get it. Like, the first two Hunger Games, I liked her. And she just never changed. I don't know if the book... I didn't read the books, so, you know, the super fans could shit on me on that one. But, like, bro, is she just the same character for fucking the whole series? I guess so, yeah. Anyway. Um, do you like her as Mystique? <laughs> Not really. Silent. But, like, I also don't hate her. Like, I don't think it should be somebody else. I think it. I think they probably could have found someone better, but she's not bad enough that they need to change yeah. it. That's Is it saying. weird that seeing her as Mystique makes me kind of like, like she doesn't seem that attractive to me. Like the chick that used to play Mystique, uh, from the original movies, I was like, God damn! Like even as Blue, she looks fire. I think, but yeah, and that's the problem because I thought that was the point of Mystique. <laughs> like I thought she was supposed to be bad, like seductive, right. and nothing about Jennifer not at all seductive to me. Um, and they do that a lot. Uh, the superhero movies sometimes when they redo them, they change the yeah. person, and it's just you know. Are you excited for um, uh, Dark Phoenix? Um. I haven't seen a trailer that has gotten me excited. Mm. I watched the, I think the first trailer kind of pissed me off because, yeah. I mean, I guess spoiler alert from a trailer, but it really seemed like they killed her off because they showed like uh, Jean losing her mind and like throwing her with her fucking telekinesis, like yeah. really throwing the fuck out of her. And then, like, the next right. scene, the beast is standing over, like, a gr- it seems like a grave and looking sad as shit. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking I'm about. I'm just yeah. like, bro, I like, why would y'all put those two together? Like, maybe I'm wrong, but... Yeah, and the thing is, she fakes her death in, like, every yeah. movie. Because she always... Even in the last one, she got shot, and then she was laying down, and all of a sudden... She's Magneto like, should have like, killed her ass. That was... <laughs> it's like, nah, yeah, I'm that, that's kind of how she does, though. <laughs> Even in um, was it one of the other X Men, like the other trilogy? She, everyone thought she died, but she really didn't die. I, I hope, I hope it doesn't take the same path that Apocalypse took, which is because you have so many built-in awesome characters. Like, there's gonna be some great character moments, but the whole movie's yeah. like is really not gonna. Matt, like not not matter, but it's just not gonna leave any impact. Yeah, Apocalypse just wasn't cohesive. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, the one random that was the one with Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apocalypse had Quicksilver. That was not the first, first one. Though? It was the second okay, time yeah. he came up. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Apocalypse was cool. 
It, it wasn't as good as that. That was the obviously. apocalypse had the twist that uh, another very important character is his dad. Not twist, right. I guess, but the the reveal, I'll call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, th- with Dark Phoenix, the trailers, and I'm all we've talked about this before that we don't like when they reveal so yeah. much in the trailers. But I don't know what's going on based off the trailers. Like I know, I feel like I know nothing. I've just seen flashes of a movie. You're not telling me what it's about. Well, I'll take that. Like I, I know what it's about. I know because I know like yeah. superheroes. But if I was just like, if I just saw these trailers, like I don't really get what's going on in this movie. Yeah, man. And then they show so many different characters, and I'm just like, like you guys, you stay fucking up, really teaming the X Men up. Yeah, they have right. Like, job, bro, uh, like, bro, just fucking get X-Men them together up. for once. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I, I'm curious to see. I mean, eventually, what they do with Wolverine. Um, I want to know, but I also don't. You know, the other thing I had an issue with Apocalypse, and this would be the last thing, for sure. Uh, I rewatched it maybe like a few months ago just because it was on. Mm -hmm. Oh, the action scenes are kind of boring. The action, you said? Like, like it's not that intense... Like, yeah, they're fighting, and yeah, there's, like, powers, but it just, it seems kind of slow. It seems like everybody is, is like, not using their full power a lot of the time. Yeah, I, I agree with that, for sure. Like, they dumb some, some of the characters down so much when it comes to fights. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, and I talked to you about this, too, when I, you know, was sharing my characters yeah. with you. When you have the one character, like, he has to be unstoppable enough that the characters can, like, work hard right. to stop him. And, and the thing is, I don't think the characters worked hard to stop exactly. him. Exactly. Right. Because, um, trying to think of another example. Like, uh, like Loki in the, the first Avengers and Loki and all the, uh, you know, the monsters, not monsters, the aliens or whatever yeah. that he brought in. Everyone had to work right. hard to, in that. That was like a real group effort. But at the end of the day, it ended up just being one person. They needed to stop Apocalypse. Because right. like, his little like minions, like they fucked that bird dude up like so quick. Yeah, and Storm was weird. Yeah, they still, Storm, and she looks weird in the trailer for this new one. Yeah, why do they have her hair? They got her trying to, like, speak wisdom. Like, bro, you're going to wrap up your trailer with Storm speaking wisdom? All Storm did was drive the plane. (laughs) I thought that was her only job. I did like in the trailer that they showed a lot of Magneto. And that's been by far their best character. Like, Magneto and Charles, especially Young, they they nailed that shit. Yeah, two best actors. They're the two best actors in there. Fastbender is such a so yes. Actor. He's he's had some flawless yes. performances. And him as Mag him as Magneto every time for, to me he has been fucking flawless. kills it. 
And and that's that speaks to how good of an actor he is because he's had to work with different like different levels of great in terms of how, like how good or bad the movie is. Cuz he he went yeah, right. he went first class which is good. Then he went mm-hmm. Days of Future Past which is great. Then he went to Apocalypse which is mediocre to bad. And he, yeah, was, he was flawless in all three of them. Yeah. He was. He was flawless for sure. And you know, I, I was talking to someone else about this. Um uh oh man, I, I need to find his name. But then Marvel has done a good job with their villains for the most part as far as casting goes. Yeah. Um underrated casting was Julian McMahon, McMahon from uh the Fantastic Four, Doom. Oh, you talking about the guy from Nip Tuck, right? Yeah. That's his name, yeah. Julian McMahon. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I really thought I knew his name, but like now that I'm thinking about what his name is, I had no clue. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's McMahon. I got you. McMahon. I've seen that name pronounced different ways. That's, yeah. It's funny because I, I do agree. <laughs> and then we're drifting off topic, but man, Toby Kebbell was a special kind of garbage. <laughs> For sure. It made me appreciate him even more. Oh, man. He was he was flawless as Doom to me. He became Doom. And and we've talked about this before, too. And the last point with superheroes, you have to be two people. Yes. You have to play the real person and you yes. have to play the hero. With Spider-Man, you have to be Peter Parker and you have yes. to be Spider-Man. It's two different people. And I that's one thing about the Spider-Man movies, because I'm only using Spider-Man because I think at all the characters, he's been different mm-hmm. the most. Toby was good at both of them. Andrew Garfield was a good Peter Parker, but he was a pretty wack Corny. Spider-Man. And, like, not in a right. clever, like, cute way like Toby Maguire was. Right. I thought he was a great, not great, I thought he was a really good Peter Parker uh, casting, though, if he was just Pete. And then, um, um, what's his name? What's the guy's oh, name? Oh, uh, Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland. He's doing better as Spider-Man, but you know, going younger with the Peter Parker is different. And you know, I get it; it's di- it's just different. But you have to be able to play both. And that was one thing I think Julian did great. He was a great, you know, the weird, creepy, right. you know, trying to win um, Storm's yeah. love, but also, you know, devilish. He was great, man. I thought he was great. I don't. I don't um, entirely blame Toby Kebbell way. though for what. Yeah, the when the movie's trash. so the bad, like, you can't get mad at a guy for being the worst part of a disaster. You know what I mean? So anyway, but all right, man. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Uh, this is your. This is the second gem. It is uh, from Tyga, and I need to pull it back up. Um, why did you choose this gem? Uh, it's a cool song. It's a cool vibe song. Uh, I was surprised when I first listened to this project at how good this song is. Because the rest of rest of this yeah. project, other than the song you came into, is not that yeah. good. No, it's not. And the eye test, like if you looked at the track list, you would think it might be good, and it just wasn't. Uh, based off the features and stuff. 
But yeah, this is a uh, Bel Air by Tyga and Quavo.
pick, man. That is a great song. Great song, underrated yeah. for sure. Um, you got any uh last things you want to touch? Um, on? I can't promise that we'll both get a chance to see Avengers before our next episode. Uh, hopefully, yeah. it won't be just one of us because that'll suck. But uh, <laughs> I'm definitely seeing it Saturday. All so. right, I'm gonna try to make it happen. Uh, I mean, there's a ton of show times. You know, movie theaters are going all in on this one. Try and get that yeah, billion sure. opening weekend. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, bro! Like literally, my local theater—I never seen oh in one day more than maybe like six to like maybe ten show times. Just Thursday from like six to one in the morning, they have maybe fifteen show times. Yeah. So there's probably a number of people who've seen it already. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it for me. All right, uh, this is our 50th episode, man. Um, we got to do something for our one year uh, when it comes. I think, what I say, June mm-hmm. 15th? Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, uh, I haven't heard from Frank Ocean in a long time. It's usually how it is uh, with so. him. <laughs> right. His own brother was surprised that he showed up for his birthday. <laughs> Like, yo, if your own family is surprised that you're home for your birthday, like, yeah, you're out of control. (laughs) But yeah, this is um, Super Rich Kids off his Channel Orange album. For those who don't remember, uh, it was a big album when it came out. Big off the mixtapes that everyone heard Novocaine and, uh, what is it, Ocean? I liked Ocean a lot, but I mean... I don't know if he's ever going to come back, honestly. He didn't really, really care. That last, like, double project he dropped. Yeah, bro. And you can't, bro, you can't go on a six-year hiatus and put out garbage. Yeah, especially when you started out so yeah. good. Like, and I'm not saying he was amazing, but Channel Orange was a really good right. project at the time where, like, there was no music like that, like him. And it, yeah, but I'm not going to get too deep into it. I'll save that for another day. Um, but yeah, this is Super Rich Kids featuring Earl Sweatshirt. Too many bottles of this wine we can't pronounce. Too many bottles of that green, no lucky charms. The maids come around too much. Parents ain't around enough Too many joy rides in daddy's Jaguar Too many white lies and white lines Super rich kids with nothing but loose ends Super rich kids with nothing but fake friends Start my day up on the roof There's nothing like this type of view Point the clicker at the two prefer expensive news new car new girl new ice new glass new watch good times baby it's good times yeah she wash my back three times a day this shower head was so amazing we'll both be hot the help don't stare they just walk by they
don't care A million, one, a million, two A hundred more will never do Too many bottles of this wine we can't pronounce Too many bowls of that green, no lucky charms The maids come around too much Parents ain't around enough too many joy rides in daddy's Jaguar. Too many white lies and white lines. Super rich kids with nothing but loose ends. Super rich kids with nothing but fake friends. Real love. I'm searching for a real What you can't imagine. We are the Zanny Nashin', Caddy Smashin', Braddy Assy, Matty Snastin', Daddy's Jaggin', Use the shit for batting practice. Adam and Annie thrashing, purchasing crappy grands with half the hand of cash you handed. Panic and patch me up, Pappy done lashkied us, toying with raggy hands, and Mammy done had enough. Rash as fuck, reaching all these aqueducts. Don't believe us, treat us like we can't erupt. Yep. We end our day up on the roof I say I'll jump, I never do But when I'm drunk, I act a fool Talking about Do their so wings until it suits I'm on that ledge She grabs my arm She slaps my head It's good times, yeah Sleep if summer, slip or fall wine we can't pronounce too many bowls of that green no lucky charms the maids come around too much parents ain't around enough too many joy rides in daddy's jaguar too many white lies and white lines super rich kids with nothing but loose ends Super rich kids with nothing but fake friends. Real love, ain't that something real? I'm searching for. 